the World Wrestling Federation. For over 50 years, the revolutionary force in sports entertainment. Oh, it's live, pal. Really glad that you're our friend. And this is a friendship that'll never, ever end. Everybody three count. One, two, three. One, two, Or maybe The Rock has got to beat Triple H himself. Which means, uh, he's got to beat the game, uh, in the middle of the ring, uh, and he has a $2 s for a wife, uh. You're too damn selfish, and that's why you're sitting out of the bad leg, and that's why I kicked your leg out of your leg. You guys talk about being students of the game. I am the f-ing game, JR. Three ain't enough now, I need five. Welcome in Jim, Ryan, Matt, Tim, and intern Mark. Oh my goodness, what do we do? Here's a one, here's a two. Oh! oh, wow. Well, you can take that brass ring and shove it up your ass. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Three Count Thursday. We are live here on Facebook, on our Facebook page, and we are glad to be with you. We have tons to talk about this week, including bringing positivity positivity to the wrestling community. But first, make sure you check out our uh, homepage at 3CountThursday.com. You can also find all of our social media there, our YouTube channel, as well as our Patreon page, our merchandise over at Whatamaneuver.net. Whatamaneuver! Thank you, Tim. We also uh, stream daily at LeebSports.com. Ryan, that would be? Of course, that's L-E-E-I-B Sports.com. That would be it. You can also uh, check out our home network, NGSC Sports, at NGSCSports.com. Make sure you uh, check out uh, our both of our podcast feed, the full broadcast feed, as well as the hot tag. You can check that out and subscribe to them. And if you subscribe to them on Apple Podcasts, give us a rate and review now do not adjust your screens there is a sixth man in with us tonight and uh we've been uh we've been sharing the the uh announcements with you we are glad to have with us aunt Stefano from the rant foundation aunt welcome in to three count thursday what's going on guys happy to be here another positive wrestling podcast that's exactly what this world needs for the twitter community who are still comparing the ratings right now as we're talking <laughs> it is thursday isn't it <laughs> oh every thursday you wait for alvarez's tweet just to be like here we go every single one if you're following along in the live video give it a uh share get as many people in here as possible we'd appreciate that um then uh let's go around the room here at once i find the soundbite tim where's the goddamn soundbite oh I, I moved it last week tim how you doing? I'm so glad this isn't work. Oh, good. Good. Boy. Uh, and I'm just, uh, I'm ready for Friday for multiple reasons. Uh, one, I'm probably going to drink a lot because I need, daddy needs his medicine. Also, um, Mario 64 comes out tomorrow, baby. I can't wait. There I'm you going, go. I'm going in the middle of the workday. I'm taking my lunch break. I'm driving my happy hips to GameStop 
and I'm getting it. And don't tell anybody, but I might be playing it till I get off. I mean, isn't I mean that's that's what that's what happens when you buy new games, right? I mean that's yeah. I mean what I mean, you know, if there's a fire, I'll put it out. But sure, sure, but otherwise, ain't no it's... smoke. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Ryan, how you doing? Real, real good, Jim. I'm so glad you asked. I uh, had a little panic earlier today. I saw that Betty White was trending on Yahoo News. Oh God, and I panicked. Nope, it's just it's her lifetime Christmas movie is being pushed back a year to 2021. She is still with us, and uh, it's going to be a great, great day. Daddy, chill. Thank you. That, that's 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 always good news. Uh, Matt, how you doing? I mean, I was doing great until Ryan told me I don't get Betty White's Christmas movie until next year. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Nice ruining that day, Ryan. But doing well, uh, as you can see behind me. Finally got the uh, the office wrestling stuff set up. There is room over on this side. You can see the bigger space. I'm going through the fat heads that they have to see which one that I want to purchase and put up on the wall. Very um, nice. Jim, you would love to know the Bret Hart one does have drool coming out. Oh, come out. on. Out, so God damn it. You are ever so inclined. Ridiculous. Absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. Uh, intern Mark. How you doing? Hey, I'm doing better than I should be. I am great. I'm looking forward to the Monday morning so I can go to work and relax because it's only Thursday evening and I'm exhausted from the weekend. So <laughs> I'm ready. Bring on Monday morning. Now, now, Mark, I did see that there will be extended Hershey Christmas candy lane this year. Is that is that rumor or is that is that fully official? That is fully official. Not only extended Christmas candy lane, but extended Hershey Park in the dark for Halloween. Holy and cow. For the first time that I can ever recall, Hershey Park will be open on my birthday. So I'm pretty excited. Wow. So 2020 is looking up for at least one of us. How about that? That's amazing. It took almost the whole year, but it's looking <laughs> up now. So. And then finally, our guest tonight, Ant. How you doing? I'll be doing better Sunday after the Philadelphia Eagles do what the, what the Cowboys could not do, you. and that's defeat the Rams. You, but what? we did lose to the team with no name. But I'm doing a lot better than I was doing Sunday. Um, AEW knocked it out of the park last night. I can't wait to talk about that. I think that was one of the best episodes they've had in the history of AEW. And um, I'm just excited to be on and uh, talk some wrestling with the boys. Don't you dare take that tone with me. Let's, let's keep that eagle stuff. Hey, can I, I can I just say the Owen Hart kick your leg out of your leg gets me every time. I'm an <laughs> Owen Hart mark. He's my favorite of all time. So as soon as I hear the kick your leg out of your leg, I'm motivated. I'm ready to go. I uh, I have a I have a friend. He he has a wrestling podcast. Take three wrestling podcast, and um he he I always know when he's listening to our show because he'll text me about one of the one of the drops in the intro. Uh, so I I always I'm always glad that that people appreciate that. Um, but we are, we're glad to be with you. We got some people in here, uh, on the live chat, Charlie, Devin, Lou, uh, welcome in anybody else that's watching with us, please, uh, give it a like, give it a share, get as many people in here. And, uh, we're going to kick this thing off of course, with our, uh, weekly segment. If I can find it, there we go. Of course, September the 17th, only one birthday today. You may love him. You may hate him. There's usually not an in-between, but Jim Cornette was born in 1961 uh, and then also, on this day. 
1981, Ric Flair defeats Dusty Rhodes in Kansas City, Missouri to win the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. This was Ric Flair's first World Heavyweight Championship reign. Also, 1986 at a WWF television taping in Salisbury, Maryland, Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby Heenan, who unfortunately, uh, Bobby Heenan three years ago today, uh, had passed, but Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby Heenan are permanently paired together as hosts of Wrestling Challenge, creating one of the most celebrated announcing teams in wrestling history and my personal favorite. Uh, we jump all the way to... On this day. In 2000, WCW held their fall brawl event, their final fall brawl event in Buffalo at New York at the HB, Buffalo, New York at the HSBC Arena in front of only eight 1,638 fans. This would be the final fall brawl. The main event of the show was Booker T defeating Kevin Nash uh, to win the WCW World Heavyweight Championship in a caged heat match. I I just watched that last night. Very nice. Now, they they had to have had the upper sections tarped off for that because that's like where the NHL Buffalo Sabres play in 8,600 feels very small for that building well (laughs) it's no surprise that the pay-per-view happened in september and in march they were gone they went bye-bye all right then in 2004 wwe holds a house show in bossier city louisiana with a theme being the tribute to mid-south wrestling and finally in 2008 tna announced mick foley would debut on tn TNA TV shortly having uh, signed a deal with the company. So those were a few items that happened on this day. September the 17th in pro wrestling history. Um, so let's jump into it. And it is our. Oh, where's the goddamn. There it is. The three count question of the week. I had an ad over the button. Um, Last week on uh, Bleach Report, WWE had had posted about um, CM Punk, I guess, in an interview, had had said that uh, nobody in the wrestling business is the next megastar. And uh, this obviously kind of got the the social media a buzz, and uh, I thought it would be a really good question of the week. Um, So, I mean, I guess the first thing that we could do, and we'll go around the room, is... How do you, how do you define megastar? Like, is it, is it just like Hogan, Rock, Austin, John Cena? Like, do you have to get to that pinnacle, or like, how else do you define megastar? So, Tim, we'll, we'll start with you. Like, how do you? Because to answer this question, you, you kind of have to set a, a mark for yourself to what megastar actually means. So, megastar has probably changed its definition over time. Uh, but to me, these are a megastar is e- equal to the transcendent superstar. The one who the normal Joe on the street knows it, that superstar passes the mom test. Like, okay. does your mom know who stone cold Steve Austin is? Yeah. Does yeah, because she wouldn't let who... me get the Austin 316 t-shirt at Green Dragon in effort of Pennsylvania. Right. Like, <laughs> does your mom know who Andre the Giant is? Yeah. Like, so if they pass, like, the mom test, 
then I would say they're a megastar. They're they're known more out in the world, out in the wild, than they are uh, the other stars that surround them in wrestling. Okay, how about how about you, Ryan? Yeah, no, I I mean I just looked up the actual definition from Oxford, and it says a very famous person, especially in the world of entertainment. So very vague, but I think Tim is the nail on the head. It, it needs to pass. I love the mom test. I love that as a great analogy. Um, however, that question coming from CM Punk, I don't know if CM Punk was classifying himself as a megastar, but I don't think CM Punk passes the mom test. Uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't think so. If, if that, if that's your barrier, I would say that he probably doesn't. Matt, how do you define megastar? Um, I think it would be twofold, uh, a little bit different in my opinion than the mom test, mainly because like my mom would probably know all these people just because she, <laughs> you know, hears me talk about them. Um, so to me, it would just be a combination of, are they over with the fans and are they moving merch? Um, so, you know, it, it could still be quantified with like how much they're generating in terms of revenue with their merchandise sales. Um, and are they bringing new viewers to the product? Uh, intern Mark, how would you define megastar? A megastar. Well, I like the mom test like everybody else did. I would kind of, I had a, my aunt who has since passed, she, uh, was not a wrestling fan, but I remember talking to her one time about wrestling, and she knew, uh, of course, Hulk Hogan, and she mentioned The Rock and uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, <laughs> and uh, I I would define it as somebody who almost becomes bigger than the wrestling business, like a John Cena, and of course The Rock and Stone Cold. Um, yeah, I would think maybe uh, Alexa Bliss possibly could could be the next one. Uh, and Ant, how do you define megastar? So a megastar to me is someone with crossover appeal, someone that can get you a draw after they leave wrestling and then come back to wrestling. Uh, megastars don't just have to be in the ring. You can be a star in the ring, but it's what you do outside the ring to bring back to wrestling, which makes you a megastar. It's funny CM Punk makes those comments, and the next day Sasha Banks is in a Star Wars trailer, and it's like that can be a megastar. Roman Reigns doing movies, that can be your megastar. You have John Cena already a megastar. So I think it's just more, and I, I'm a CM Punk guy. Like, he got me back into wrestling. It's more bitterness from Phil. That's all it is to me. <laughs> yeah, to me, and I think it. I think it's probably, it probably changes by generation because, um, you know, in like the 80s, you had like the, you know, the rock and wrestling connection, which obviously spread out uh, into, into what MTV was at the time. And then kind of in the Attitude Era, there was so many more wrestling fans. So, you know. And, they were and, drawing six million people in episodes. So, yeah. Uh, you know, TV Guide had Stone Cold Steve Austin on the front of it. If you're old enough to remember TV Guide. <laughs> yeah. You know? People are like, what the hell is that? <laughs> Wait, a TV Guide? What is that the thing that you just hit the guide button on yeah, your remote? Right. Stone Cold uh, just pops up on there flipping <laughs> you off. You know, so like when you're talking like Attitude Era, I think there, there's probably – numerous megastars i mean austin rock you know i i would venture to say that probably um you know like Undert triple h undertaker undertaker, undertaker. even if not triple h degeneration x as a group i would argue would probably megastar um you know just because 
you know, and and do, if if somebody's doing the suck it, do they know what it's tied back to? Like, um, so, like Batista is is a good example. Yeah, Batista and, was a, a a Hall of Fame wrestler. Went out and is in the most popular Marvel movies. Yeah, that's a megastar. Yeah, so like you know, now you're into the generate. I mean, and it expands in different ways because like you know, Brock Lesnar went from wrestling megastar. to yeah. the NFL to MMA world, and and you know, so people know him outside of wrestling. And and now I think with, with podcasting and with Twitch and with YouTube and all, all these different platforms that wrestlers can use, you know, to, to today, I mean, I think there's a case for, for guys like The yep. New Day to be megastar. I mean, you couldn't walk into an FYE, which I don't know how many people were walking into FYE in the last five years, but you walk in there and, and you're probably going to see, you know, the New Day cereal and, you know, New Day Pops and New Day This. And, and you know, so... I, I think what what megastar is, and, and there, there are a few comments here uh, in in the chat. Uh, Lou says someone who is well known to more than even the casual fan. So I, I think that's I, I, as a kind of a general thing. I think we've all kind of well, like narrowed a, a on megastar in wrestling is different. Yeah, CM Punk's a megastar in wrestling. Sure, like, you know, but AJ Styles. If I went down the street and said, "Hey, AJ Styles," I mean, who the hell is that? Mm-hmm. Is that a clothing line? Like right. they don't know what that is. like, so it's just how did he mean it? Because even if he meant it, like who is a mega star in wrestling? It's it's Roman Reigns, it's Sasha Banks, it's Becky. Did you miss all of Becky Lynch? Did you <laughs> right. miss that year and a half of Becky Lynch? Like that's a mega star. I mean the w- I would say the WWE's four horsewomen. They like and they've yep. they've marketed that. You know, the like four of putting, them. They're putting Sasha Banks on Sunday football commercials. Right. That is their face right now. That is their megastar. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's and and so then to, to kind of CM, CM Punk's point, like nobody is the next megastar. I, I don't. And again, it, it comes down to definition in the in the traditional sense of what we've all kind of known as a megastar. There may not be because, uh, you know. I mean, we're talking right now, and and it and we'll obviously in our next next topic we'll 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 touch on ratings and what they mean and what they might not mean. But like, if he's looking at it from you know a traditional standpoint, and he's thinking ratings and you know widespread popularity and this and that, that there there probably isn't necessarily a whole lot that that you can point to and go yeah that definitely and i and i think the key too is he did say wrestling because i think some people were hammering that it, that it was like him taking a shot at wwe i think it was i think he did specifically say wrestling um you know and and again it, it's it's i think in in different ways that there absolutely can be megastars and and there's there's people who are widely popular within the wrestling community so yeah if you're it, it just depends on how it's defined Tim, do do the other do the other promotions have mega stars? I mean, outside of Cody hosting a talent show, what mega stars coming out of AEW transcending professional wrestling? I mean, I think besides the, Chris Jericho, right? I mean, I think Jer- right Jer- now, Jer- Jer- but Jericho, like, Jericho's a WWE. He's a W. He's a WCW guy, but he's a WWE guy. Like that's Jer- Jericho made his mark. In WWE, correct. Yeah, and I, I would argue that that he 
may have already been a megastar. So like, yeah, like the, that was what the big deal with the signing. I mean, the dude does TV shows, podcasts, like that's someone who reaches out. He's in a rock band, you know, he has that. Yeah. So he, he obviously following. wouldn't fit the bill of the next, you know, underneath, underneath the, the EVPs. And I, I, I don't nobody. see, I mean, if there's anybody I could I could point to that could potentially even be one day considered a megastar in AEW as of right now, it would be MJF. Yeah, yep, that's. But I, I don't I don't really see that happening because I, I don't. We're we're almost a year now to to AEW TV, and yeah, they've hit a million a couple of times, you know, after the initial couple first couple of weeks. But like I, I don't I don't know that they're jumping off the page to to people outside of wrestling. I don't think they're jumping off the page any more than WWE is. They're definitely not. I don't who who would you say was a megastar in AEW, like or who has potential besides MJF? And MJF has a long way to go. Oh yeah, long way. Another megastar is Ric Flair just because of the decades he has stretched it over. Like yeah. yeah. You gotta think this dude's in an offset video dancing around at like 68 years old and you're like like now like 13 year olds know who rick flair is there's a whole song about him you know right him yeah. and him and covid wendy are doing atlanta falcon pump up videos <laughs> yeah. for, for the for their video board to no fan and i'm going what was it? you know i'm looking at like a 70 year old man in like the authentic like you know tight cut uh, you know atlanta falcons 300 jersey i'm going wow that looks that looks like Peyton Manning in the Papa John's commercial with the with the tucked in jersey and the jeans. Oh, Papa John's, man, forty <laughs> pizzas in thirty days. But uh, you know, it's it's yeah. I, I don't I don't think Tim. You look like you have. I, I a... think I think a good question to ask if I if I could bend Phil from Chicago's ear <laughs> is so who's the last megastar? That's a good question. Like I would like to know who he thinks. He's probably going to say John Cena. Like, so if in my head, John Cena is the last megastar, I'm inclined to say he's right because the wrestling business today does not need megastars like they did in the 80s and the 90s. That's because back in the 80s, there were like 20 channels. And then in the (laughs) 90s, you had like, 50 channels and now it's more than tv it's the internet it's all the streaming services and the niche markets are hit more now in this era than ever before so the new day is a good example of someone who's a big star but to what market like to the nerds right like they pull in thanks to Xavier Woods and up, up, down, down. And the group he's collecting there, like he's collecting that group. And he's also helping out. They're helping out with like bringing in the minority fans and, and things like that too. If you're looking at it strictly as like socioeconomic and looking at like that way, but um, same thing with like the female superstars, they're bringing in the untapped female crowd sure. to bring them in. But I don't know if like Sasha being on Star, being in the Mandalorian and maybe having two lines or Roman being in, 
Hobbs and Shaw and saying nothing the entire time. Yeah, but that's how The Rock started. He was in the, he was just the Scorpion King. He didn't really do much. And then they made a whole movie about him. Right. I mean, I, I I mean, that's how they all start. So, right. I mean, I'm not saying Sasha saying two line and Star Wars is huge, but for Sasha Banks to get her start with the Mandalorian Star Wars is going to put eyes on wrestling or it's going to put eyes on the Mandalorian. And right. They, they I mean, thought it was big enough to put her in the trailer, like yeah. a, a 90 second trailer to include Sasha. And in. that means they feel that she has a good amount of star power. Yeah, it's definitely people are going to buzz. I mean, the Internet wrestling community is going to buzz about it because that's what we do. We just anything anytime we see one of our own, we're going to say something. I know them. I know them. That was yeah. the best part is no one knew. Mm-hmm. So was, I think that was like the. The shock factor. It was funny seeing people like some ignorant comments about it. Like, who is that? And they're like, oh, it's this such and such actor who may or may not be trans. And I'm like, what? Huh? Just <laughs> do some research. Like, like, just think about it for a, half a second. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and it, just catch on a couple of comments here. We'll continue to go to round uh, with, with, with Matt and Mark. Um, Charlie says, if punk is looking at it from the perspective that no one is bigger than the company, like an Austin Rock scene or Hogan, he is right. Um, Lou says Orange Cassidy is going to bring back the silent film era. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's in, in the traditional sense, I think Punk probably is right, you know, in, in, in what he said. Because, yeah, it, it's it, it, it's different now than it was. And, and especially in the, in the sense like, you know, like Tim, if you hit different, you know, different groups and, and how you know, different superstars connect with different, um, you know, with, with different markets. Like I know, um, like Baron Corbin is like good friends with, I think guys in like Shinedown and he's like always posting like videos of like what meat he's grilling today. So he's kind of got that like Guy Fieri market going for, for Baron Corbin and like, you know, so it's, it's, it's all different people connect in all different ways. So the new day is going to be popular with you know like video game crowds and and you know this person might be popular with a music crowd or this so it's it's they're going to be they're going to be stars in their own way but i think when you when it comes back to it like the you're going to have people that are huge with wrestling fans i think that that's been kind of a transition is like we're seeing like these traditional indie guys because they've come up through NXT they're now in the main roster or you know Impact's, you know, making a little noise here, or AEW's kind of given some guys that have been on the indies, you know, a little bit more time. I mean, like, Eddie Kingston has been, like, one of the most talked-about superstars in AEW for the past month, and it's awesome because, like, you know, all of us, we're on the East Coast. Like, we've seen this guy for years, you know, on the indies, and it's like, finally, somebody's given this guy a mic on, on a TV show. So, in, in, in a different way, Kingston's a star. In a different way... You know, this person's a star. Uh, Matt, your thoughts? I mean, I'm, I'm going to agree with, you know, what, what everyone's saying. The punk is most likely right in this instance. Um, you know, even when looking back, not just like the biggest star, but the most over star with fans that we've seen since Steve Austin, probably what, Daniel Bryan? Is he a mega star? I would say probably not. Um but, you know, this, this is just kind of tough to gauge because as wrestling fans, we can see greatness and we can appreciate what people do in the ring. But beyond the ring, if they're not really doing 
the you know guest spots on the commercials or the movies and whatnot, then it's tough to really judge and use the term megastar. So, I mean, for him to say that, it's kind of a safe thing to say because he can always quantify it well. Oh, well, I meant this. I mean, could could people like the Bellas be considered on the line of megastars because they've... Hey, watch, watch what you say about this, okay? Well, okay, now, Ant. Just watch, watch what you say about my girls. Right okay, Ant, real serious question that now. quick to grab that, Jesus. <laughs> oh, I have the whole wall over here, bro. <laughs> Real, <laughs> serious question. Nikki or Bree, which one, which one do you prefer? Bro, do you follow my post? It is Nikki all day long. My man. Nikki all day long. I My... Jim, you can't you can't invite this guy to the podcast knowing he's a Nikki fan and act like you're surprised he's a Nikki fan. I just of course so can I just tell a quick story. So the first Horse time shit. I go to WrestleMania and the sh- my show, like my former show, Rant with Ant, was getting known. Someone goes Oh my God, your aunt. I'm like, yeah, do you listen to the show? They go, no, you're the Nikki Bella guy. So <laughs> I was the Nikki Bella guy before I was the podcast host. God damn it. There you go. Um, but, uh, you know, like you could, you could argue that they are mega stars because yeah. they've expanded beyond the wrestling world. They have wine. They have, you know, they yeah, have. But I mean, the people know, and dancing with the stars and stuff like that. I, I just think that Phil isn't giving people enough time. Like, Right. If you're talking megastar in wrestling, that's because WWE 50-50 books everything. It doesn't matter who you are unless you're Roman Reigns, and I'm a Roman fan. But think about Seth Rollins. He's going to be 50-50 book now. Like, they all take turns losing. Sure. Right? So you're not going to build that megastar, and you don't really follow it. Like, there's no continuity with the stories anymore. The, the, the best story we've seen was Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania 30. And I know that's on the topic list is how it's like stories versus characters and in-ring work. But – that has something to do with what's going on in pro wrestling and why there's not this huge, huge megastar that's put in butts and seats because it's a different era. And I'd rather go see 10 good wrestlers than one wrestler working with someone who can't, you know, like that's just how I feel about it. Yeah. How many Hogan main events were good? Can we start with that? <laughs> yeah. And that, that'll definitely fit in to our next topic. Uh, Mark, any, any, uh, any other thoughts to this or Ryan, you didn't really get much either on this. To me, yeah. I'm just surprised you guys didn't say Pat McAfee. That's a good one. <laughs> it's a good one. He's going to be a star in wrestling. Watch. You watch. <laughs> that dude That dude surprised you know the Nobody shit out of me. Uh, you, you, you still with us, Mark? You mentioned uh, The Miz is a possible breakout star. I was Can just about to bring him up. Yeah, I was uh, after you got your your, po- your 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 spot in. Uh, the Miz, like again, like underappreciated, underthought of, but like he's right there. He's doing he he's doing cannonball. all he's doing all the stuff like Cannonball. He's in movies. But can you say he was a star before wrestling? Because everyone knew him from the real world when that used to draw like nine million people to watch people live together, right? But he's like right? taking that and using yeah, it he's as a springboard. Elevated like, it. Yeah. I but think... I mean I would I would be I would think in in pop culture world, right? If you saw someone from like Johnny Bananas, for instance, from the challenge walking down the street <laughs> right. or the miss, if I'm just a casual person, I probably know who Johnny Bananas from the challenge is because we've all grown up with him for 30 years doing it. You know what I mean? So 
That's yeah, just- I think I actually think more people would know Johnny Bananas versus The Miz, and I and it's that's not sliding The Miz. I've been a Miz guy. I love the Miz, since but, yeah. the real world, like even before he before he even was in the WWE. But yeah, I think he's so far removed from that world that you know that I I, I don't think the now with Miz and Misses and Cannonball and movies and things like that, he's I think kind of creeping into that world, and I know he's done a lot of like fantasy football things with nfl.com and and whatnot so he he, you know i think he could be approaching that i think that's a great point tim that that he could be approaching that that uh that mark in the next year couple of years as well but you know i i don't I, i don't know if it's it's what Phil from Chicago was yeah. referring to. You're going to sit there with a straight face, Jim, and tell me that more people watch the real world than have watched Santa's little helper. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's, I know it's a bold claim. You know, it's, 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 you know, it's, it's a year of hot takes and, and, you know, I could probably be wrong, but uh, yeah, it, I, I will, I will venture a guess that like just a couple, a couple more, small margin, but uh, All right, that's fair. Another thing that I think might contribute to the the lack thereof of megastars is it's a topic I've talked about before, but like all the wrestlers now are athletes who for the most part wanted to be wrestlers. So they looked at, they saw the blueprint of the rock and stone cold and Hulk Hogan and Andre the giant being larger than life. So all of them are coming in with this mindset of being larger than life. And if everyone stands out, no one stands out. That's what makes Hogan different. That's what makes the rock different because there was no one doing what they did at the time. And that's what has elevated them to a different level. If everybody's great, nobody's great. Like it's, it's, it's a, it's a very much a platoon feel now with wrestling because everyone's just so dang good. It's the bad ones that we can point out and be like, Eric Rowan, get out. <laughs> and we just like, and that's a perfect example because let's look back to like WrestleMania 20 it's was six. 29. Everybody wanted Dolph Ziggler to win the title because Dolph Ziggler to was the him. cream of that wrestling crop. Yeah, that was now not a good Dolph WrestleMania. Ziggler and we're like, get off. Right, like he, he's so good. So that's the funny thing like, is like Phil can sit there and talk, and I like CM Punk. He brought me back to wrestling. I love him, but would he even be a top five in ring performer right now? I'm no. hard pressed to say yes. No, right now, no, no, no. So, he would just be another guy with tattoos. You know, like now everyone has tattoos. Yeah, the the only thing that that could potentially set him apart would be his mic his work. Two UFC is. career. <laughs> Hey man, Mickey Gall is no tomato can. <laughs> he got beat by Michael Jackson. <laughs> All right, so so a couple of people in the uh, in the comments here have left a couple of names of people they think uh, could become mega stars. Uh, Charlie says Karrion Cross. I tend to disagree. Like I think he's he's known in wrestling. I don't think he's going to be known outside. Um, Adam Cole. Adam no. Cole's a really good pro wrestler, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't I don't niche. Yeah. He's niche. Yeah, and I, and I get like, you know, the, don't get me wrong, the the McAfee stuff, um, you know, the the match was great, but like in the in the broad world that is like sports media, you know, you probably don't at least as of right now don't really know who Pat McAfee but, is. 
And, but you don't know who Adam, like Adam Cole's not a specimen. You don't look at that guy and go, that guy's a pro wrestler. Yeah. You look at him, you're like, oh, he probably surfs. Like if, if you, if you <laughs> he surfs all on weekends, if you went to Mall of America with Adam Cole, yeah, nobody's, you know, there may be a, a, a handful of people tops in an eight hour day that would, that would point you out and go, there's Adam Cole. But the majority of people are going to be like, that guy's got long hair. You just gotta look like, the part. I feel like Jim, you're speaking from experience. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I just feel like there's a story there. All right. So, um, Christian Wrestling Federation was this company out of Texas back. Uh, it was like around the year 2000, 2001. Um, there's a guy you may have heard of him. AJ Styles uh, was uh, wrestling with them around the uh, beginning of TNA wrestling. They came due to a three day show, uh, a series of shows in my hometown, Ryan's hometown, Matt's hometown, um, and part of the deal was you bring you bring bring them in for three day. You don't have to pay them, but you have to house the wrestlers. So um, it was done through my church and my my parents at the time, like helped set it up. And um, AJ Styles stayed at my house. And literally, I went to the like the local mall with AJ Styles. Especially at that time, nobody knew who he was. And like, here I am, just walking around the mall. AJ Styles. It was the coolest shit for me. I was in, I was like a senior in high school, and like walking. Were you, were you the big spoon or the small spoon? Clearly, I'm the big spoon in that one. Like, he's Did a you little get the guy. Phenomenal forearm or the phenomenal fist. He's a uh, that I will not divulge. That's. <laughs> That's, he didn't get that far up to get to the forearm. That's, that's between me and AJ and the walls at my old house. Um, uh, Charlie, at the same time, you're, you're, you can't really compare the Park City Mall with Mall of America. Well, no. That's a fair point, too. <laughs> that is fair. No, I am, I am not, I'm not comparing those two either. Obviously, the food courts are different. A yeah, <laughs> little, little bit. Uh, was Woolworth still at the mall, Jim? Uh, probably. I think it still was. Um, but, uh, yeah. Uh, and then Charlie also says Keith Lee. Maybe, 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 maybe. Tough. it's tough to say. He's, Cause like he's on the wrong side of 30, so he doesn't have the Ooh. time to really put in. To is get he, how old is Keith Lee? We're 33, right? Can we look that up? Can somebody look that up? I don't know, but they're they're also 50-50 booking him already. Hey, welcome to the show, kid. (laughs) Well, he hasn't. I I had to look up who Johnny Bananas was. I've never heard that name before. You never heard of Johnny Bananas? Five minutes ago. Never. So Keith Lee turns 36 Mm, in November. That is definitely the wrong side of 30. Another dude older than me. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, yeah, wrong side, wrong side of 30. Because if you've been following us since the beginning, we know that 30, 33 is, uh, is that benchmark. So, um, I'm Well, on, unless I, you start before then, right? Because I'm guessing, because Orton's doing the best work of his career. Right, well, so, like, but he's, he's, still still on the, he's, he's still on the wrong side. He was the guy that he set that guy. mark. Well, <laughs> six years ago when we started this show, on on one episode we were talking about Randy Orton and I'm like I just dropped he's I'm like he's on the wrong side of thirty and he was thirty three like <laughs> ridiculous statement but you want to take that you want to march that back right now greatest of all time uh, no that? you know what I'm still going to put it out there I didn't say that like you have to die after once you're on the wrong side because no, AJ Styles didn't sign until he was what forty yeah he was well on the wrong side by the time he Conrad signed. Thompson's favorite <laughs> stat AJ yeah. Styles is thirty nine yeah. oh chat me up on that who's booking this shit <laughs> 
Um, Charlie also adds Rhea to that list. And again, I say no. I think a niche community. If like Rhea's like yeah. a heavy metal chick, like she yeah. probably goes to a lot of like post hardcore shows that I'm at, but like it's like yeah. you know, I don't in know. Britain, yeah, in, in in it's really hard to tell what what the WWE is going to do with with somebody a month or two away, let alone years to sure. set the foundation for them to be a megastar. I think uh, Angel Garza is one of the hottest commodities that they have, and the guy has a ton of upside, a great look, and a great gimmick. But if they don't do anything with him within a year or two, no one's going to give a shit about Hector Garza's cousin or nephew or whoever the hell he is. Yeah, and that, that's the thing, too, is is when you think about, you know, at least some of the earlier megastars, you know, Hogan and Flair and... Um, if you if you're going beyond the wrestling world, Roddy Piper I think could could be argued as one. Um, yeah. I would put I would actually put Piper over Flair. Oh yeah, especially like in their prime. I don't think Flair hits like mega stardom until much later in life. Like 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 five years ago <laughs> when ESPN did their thirty for thirty. Okay, yeah. that's fair. So yeah, Flair had nothing outside of wrestling really. Like Roddy was in movies. But I would say people, people at least were uh, aware of who Ric Flair was. Probably at least into the night, like once you got into the Monday Night Wars, I think people were probably aware of Flair outside of the wrestling. But they world. were aware of him as the dude who was getting his ass whipped by the NWO. Well, that's fair. Like, like do you think like wrestling history, right? Like when you grow up, you don't know about the Ric Flair like in the the. $10,000 alligators with the big gold belt over his shoulder. You don't know that Ric Flair if you're our age, right? Yeah. You have to go back and research that Ric Flair. We get the Ric Flair who's elbow dropping his fucking suit jacket. <laughs> like, that's the Ric Flair we get. He's a meme at that point. Yeah. Like, like he's crazy. He's legit. He's insane. a real big dude. <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, that that's, that's a great point. So, but, you know, again, now it's, you know, because back then you had one two three pay-per-views a year you know you had saturday morning tv that a lot of time the champion wasn't on now if like the champion misses a week like twitter's blowing up they're disrespecting the title um you know so it's it's the the world is so much different it's so much different even than it was again looking at you a little head to our next topic than the uh monday night wars was uh, Lou asked, do you think it has la- has to do with the lack of attention span of people today? Yes, absolutely. Probably some, yeah? Yep. I don't know if it's lack of attention span or just how fast the news cycles are now because of how fast everything is, everything else is moving. So people have to stay at that same rate. Like, I would compare it to sports. Like, sports has some big megastars. Like, Mike Trout is a megastar in the sport, right? Mike Trout's the best player in baseball. Maybe yeah. going to be of all time, probably, right? But if Mike Trout was walking down the street, would you know him? That is the thing. You knew who Ken Griffey Jr. was. You yeah. knew Mark McGuire. You knew Sosa. It's the age that we live in. Not like There's some sports, like some sports figures, LeBron James. That's a megastar, right? Someone who is Kobe Bryant, megastar, right? Like when he passed, everyone knew who Kobe Bryant was. I think it's a sign of the times that just mega stars are so few and far between. Yeah. And you get, you say LeBron, but LeBron's been at it for 17 years. Jesus. So what new that, mega stars yeah, are there? That feels in ridiculous by the way that he's been in the league that long. 
Um, but yeah, and, and it and I think, has to do with like how broad everyone's interests are. There's so many different things popping up. Like there's so many e-gamers now that yeah. are huge. I wouldn't recognize a single one of them. But yeah, like, like everything I could, that goes Ninja, Cloaksy, Tim the Tatman, like it's all niche. Everything's a niche them. megastar who? now. Who? 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 Right. <laughs> like the rock, the honestly, the rock, like movie stars are like the mega stars, like the rock, you yeah. know, the rock, Batista, Scarlett Johansson, point. like you know yeah. who these people are, right? And, and that's like, like the, the crazy musicians. So, like, I would say it goes music, then it goes movies, and then it goes niche. Everything's just whatever you belong to. And the crazy thing is, like, at this point. There's probably a bunch of movie fans that have no idea that The Rock was the biggest thing in wrestling. Probably not. Like that's how far removed, you know, he is. So and 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 also too, I think, you know, it's it is attention span in a way because if if and when WWE does kind of tell a, a longer story, and and by longer story, I'm even talking three months. There, like, I've seen so many people like, oh my god, this story's been going on forever. The fucking the mega powers exploding was like an almost two year story arc, man. Like, and I get it's it's a whole lot different now. There's eight hours of TV every week, and I don't even think so much that it's like three weeks of tell or three a three month long story in wrestling is long, but it seems like every three month story they tell is a rinse repeat of the last three month story they tell. Yep. It, that's it's fair. almost the same. Like nobody was complaining about Marvel doing a 20 ish movie, 10 year arc from Iron Man until uh, Captain America. I, or I don't know. You put Mickey Rourke in that Iron Man too. And you're kind of like, come <laughs> on, man. What are you I liked Whiplash. He was like, come on, Randy the Ram. Go back to jumping off the top rope, bro. Get out of right. here. Right. Like, <laughs> so few and far between, but still like the actual storytelling. Oh, it was of, a beautiful story. Right. So it's not our era who can't, keep up with a 10 years or a long-term story give us a story worth being invested in and we will we were with the shield yeah that's true we were also with daniel bryan so right the, the marvel movies though is that most people that got into it knew like just to coin the phrase the end game was going to come like we knew it was building to something like that as wrestling fans it, we've seen so many times that there's build, 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 and then they're just like, ah, fuck it. And they yep. start over again. So that's why it's, I think it's tougher for wrestling fans to really embrace a slow build like that. Like, you know, we kind of have seen with The Fiend to an extent, but I think that's the closest we've come since The Shield to a, a build of something that can be really big. Yeah. Come on, Matt. They don't drop the ball with characters. <laughs> Also, though, I think there's a lot of like, and again, it, it kind of relates to sports, but it's like a what have you done for me lately kind of feel like if like if you just had a if you just had a bad showing or you're not being focused on right now, like you want to know who sizzled out really quick in the eyes of the wrestling fans. No one's talking about Otis at all. 
Thank God. That's a great No! <laughs> Thank God. As He's a saying the tag- Come on. And right, imagine Jim Neidhart getting pushed for a title. And if you didn't realize, that there's a lot of there's a lot of big men away. here. <laughs> you better watch what you say. There's a lot of big men in this room. Hey, listen, it's not because he's big. It's just because he's a tag team. Like he's he's like when they were trying to do something with Big Cash. You're like, no, just be a tag team guy. Just go be a tag but team. But Big guy. Cass that- didn't have the same type of charisma that Otis does. Yeah, but it, could you? I know Otis is a big dude. He's strong. But you put you're going to put Otis on a poster instead of Brock. Roman, Finn, ah, Seth. You put, you put Mandy. You put Mandy Rose right next to him. The post. Yeah, well, you farm. put Mandy Rose on anything, yeah. including my face. Money. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> What's Nikki Bella saying about that? She's not active right now. Okay, <laughs> she's, she's on the right show. Now. She's six weeks removed from a baby. You can't do that shit. That's true. <laughs> to me, the chips. Um, that's one and had had Becky Lynch not been pregnant and they had to give the raw title to Oscar right away I think Otis would have been better served being the almost immediate cash in yeah as a you know and Otis, have Otis should have been the lifeline so Braun didn't get it honestly <laughs> you're not wrong there like Braun should have won and Otis should have just cashed in Right, yeah. I don't. I don't ever. I don't. Otis see... should have cashed in a month month before he had the the briefcase. Yeah. So, no, just like Goldberg and Braun beat each other up, and then Otis just comes in and pins Braun, and you're like, here's okay. the caterpillar well, on Goldberg, and then yeah. let's just let's just get it over with, right? Because like <laughs> they gave Corbin the briefcase, he he failed. Like I just think it's it's going to be a failure. You think they're going to push him over or over Roman and the Fiend? The Fiend is the most popular thing in pro wrestling, and Roman as a heel is getting like five million views on YouTube. So it's like right. okay. It it depends on like what what type of hijinks they want to do. I don't think he does it on SmackDown. I think if if anything, he, they might send him over to Raw to follow Mandy. Yeah, I think that happens. And, and then in the, in the chat, he, in the chat, Otis gives the common man son of like Dusty. So you're comparing him to Dusty. I've never seen anything in the ring or on the mic that compares him to Dusty Rhodes because other than being fat, Dusty's yeah, yeah. Dusty's fucking top three yeah. promo of all time. Oh, I love I love Otis, but calling him the new Dusty Rhodes. If he was if he was like Dusty, Keith I'd be Lee wearing a steak Rhodes. and weight shirt right now. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, like, body by steak. Um, I have the body by steak. Shirt I do too. It's, it's actually a state of life. It's like a state of being for me. <laughs> no, I like him. I just think like. Yeah. Tag team mid card. I think it was a rush decision to to shock people, and it was the COVID era. Now the COVID era is kind of over with the Thunderdome, and they're like, "Oh fuck, like, he has oh, a man. doesn't he?" But what happens when the Thunderdome goes away in like two, three weeks? Yeah, well, well, that that we we have that coming up in news. Um, let's hear. Just wrapping up a couple. Uh, Jason says the reason there won't be any more mega stars because the uh, the way the younger generation feeds their interests. Uh, they're all internet stars and YouTube people. Yeah, that's kind of what we've been hitting on. So, like, they're stars within their niche groups as opposed to, like, these big, huge, um, expanding beyond the world of wrestling. Now, again, you're going to have, you know, potentially, like, the Sashas that maybe start be able to start a movie career that are that people w- will know through that realm. But but otherwise, I, I, I you know, coming back to the main point, I, I think in a, gr- in, in, in a way, at least punk is accurate in what he said like i know a lot of like wrestling fans were like this isn't true and like there are some mega stars now but but overall he he may be right at least like we said in the traditional sense 
Like, does anyone coming up or currently on the roster give off that feel of like the crossover potential? Are we talking like new stars? Because like, I just I keep going to Roman just because the look he has. Like, if you know what I mean, and maybe maybe he can act, and maybe we don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah, (laughs) you don't know. Like, I never looked at the Rock like as a character. I was like, man, the Rock's a great character. If you told me the Rock was going to be the biggest action star in the world, I would be like, you're crazy. What? Well, I mean, the the Rock always had that charisma, that way on the mic the f- that Roman's never shown off. That that would be my only hesitation. And that's my hesitation with Roman too, is his promo game. But yeah. cutting a live promo and acting, or tell Matthew McConaughey go cut a promo. You know what I mean? Like, it's just a different. Like, you can act, but you don't have to. You don't have to be good on a microphone to act. Sure. Yeah, well, that's fair. I would um, say Roman, like the facial expressions, like. For instance, like when he sold AJ Styles coming out to the ring, like you were like, oh, something big's happened. Like this dude's a big deal, you know? So I do think that goes into acting. But I also think Roman's putting going to put butts in the seats as a heel. I think they should have did this years ago because I always said they should have followed the, the pathway of The Rock. The Rock, same thing, came in, young talent, good-looking people, booed the shit out of him, wanted him to die. They turn him heel, and then he becomes the biggest thing in wrestling. I think if I if I'm looking at, at like male stars right now, the the only one that that I feel like could it potentially have that potential if you're looking outside of the wrestling world, potentially movie stuff like that would maybe be like a Drew McIntyre, just just like. And I think it's just because he has like the size. What are we and the recasting look. Braveheart? <laughs> okay, someone's never watched Seth Rollins and Sharknado Four. Then if they're not seeing the appeal. Oh, did that was that out already? Uh um, but yeah, it, I, I, I honestly, I honestly don't know. I don't know who or what is, is that person to, to, to really branch out. I don't, I don't necessarily see it in, in like up and coming stars. I really don't. And a lot of that comes with the mic work. I think, I think having that comfort to cut those promos just readies you a little bit more for Hollywood. And I say that while at the same time saying that, Batista is probably, you know, catching up to the rock and his, and he couldn't cut a promo. Like, give me what I want. You know what I mean? Like he just yells. That was kind of, that's kind of what he does in Hollywood. Like he found that kind of gimmick to, to play off. So, you know, it's possible, but no one really stands out aside from, you know, maybe a Roman, possibly a Seth. Yeah. I don't know how to tell you guys this, but at the end of the movie, Iron Man dies. (laughs) <laughs> um all right let's uh, let's uh let, let's move on here and it's a topic that again uh my my pal uh from the take three wrestling podcast uh Ernest christian he he and his uh crew had kind of tackled this a little while back and it's been one of these things like i've had on like the potential topic list um for a little while but it, it kind of feels somewhat appropriate given that the uh wednesday night wars may not be warring for much longer um, and it's kind of looking at, cause like, obviously again, every Thursday wrestling Twitter gets blown up with talk about ratings and demo gods and COVID gods and who beat us and who had the, who won in the, in the 18 to 34 and this and that. Um, but like the attitude era slash Monday night wars versus, versus now. And, and like, there's obviously so many different layers to it, but like, for me, it, you know, I kind of, I kind of go. 
well, what type of fan are you? Are you looking more for like entertainment, shock value, uh, this feeling of what the hell can happen next? Or are you looking for great wrestling? Because if you're looking for great wrestling, don't watch the Attitude Era. You know, like if you go back and watch some Nitros and some Raws from like the glory years. Like I, I went and I found, like I looked up what like the highest rated Raw in history was. And I forget the date of it. But like I went back and watched that show and I, and like the storylines were wild and it was, you know, signs all over the crowd and, you know, promos here and promos there. But, like, I think there was, like, three matches on the show for, like, a grand total of about seven minutes. Um, like, there what, wasn't great wrestling. What was, like, the main event that night? I, I, I couldn't remember. It was the May 10th, 1999 edition of Monday Night Raw. Um, it's the only one to ever break the 8.0 mark. Um, the main event was a six-man tag. <laughs> It was Triple H, The Undertaker, and Shane McMahon versus Vince McMahon, Stone Cold Steve Austin, and The Rock. Let's hear it, Jim. The best in the world! This is my last episode. (laughs) (laughs) Shane! Matt, what further proof do you need? Anyway, sorry. It was those three versus who? <laughs> Uh-oh. T- Tim forgot. What now? It was those <laughs> It was those three versus who? Oh, um Vince McMahon, Stone Cold and The Rock. That sounds like it's seven stars in Japan. Now, can I tell you what the second highest rated raw of all time is? Sure. May 1st, 2000. What's the main event? The Rock in a steel cage match for the WWF Championship against Shane McMahon. The best in the world. <laughs> oh, man. My work here is done. You know, when I was unpacking in this new house and I pulled the Shane McMahon WrestleMania jersey that I got as a Christmas gift out. There's a space on the wall right I was going to say, shadow box that motherfucker. I already sent it away to get framed. There you go. There's going to be eight by tens under it. I got some of the dollars that flew at WrestleMania. It's going to be a whole thing. But it it was either that or throw it right in the garbage but since it was a gift i had to keep it so might as well frame it thing sucks um that's fantastic that shane mcmahon made invented the two highest rated raws of all time um but yeah like like the, the shows from a wrestling standpoint were not good like characters there was obviously i think a ton more characters then than there was now there was obviously more what the hell's going to happen next but you know if you're talking quality of show you know again it depends it depends how you view quality ryan man no i mean it's it's a 
it's not even a question right now because Wednesday night is not must-see TV. You don't go to school the next day, and you don't have people saying, oh, did you see what happened on Dynamite last? You had to watch Raw because you were in high school or in middle school, and, like, that was the thing to – it was very popular to watch pro wrestling. It's just not as popular as it is, and you can thank the internet, you can thank kayfabe, you can thank DVR, so you don't have to watch it live. There's a plethora of reasons, but it's not even in the same comparison war to war, Monday night to Wednesday night. It's a non-factor. Absolutely. You had to watch, and you just wore that freaking back button off. Oh, yeah. had to yeah we 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 bought new remotes because yeah eventually the back button doesn't work anymore right. and mom and dad get pissed because like when they want to go from cbs news to nbc news they can't do it you know they right they, i didn't watch any wrestling last night but still consumed aew and nxt before the before, before yeah. tonight and right i totally i totally agree with you a hundred percent like it is not must see tv now is it must see for wrestling fans maybe but Larger than life characters have kind of disappeared in professional wrestling. They had a lot of like superheroes almost. So the anti-hero was Stone Cold and it was must see. Everybody wanted to see it. Now, Jim, I'm going to disagree with you with all the wrestling was bad during the Monday Night Wars because the cruiserweight division paved the way for a lot of what wrestling is today. So we have to give that a little bit of a shout out. Obviously, it didn't do the numbers of like Goldberg just spearing someone. That was cool back then. That was destruction. Sure. It was new. You know what I mean? And now we don't like that. We don't like squash matches. We don't want to see that. So it's times have changed. But again, there is no water cooler talk now. Like mm-hmm. you go elementary school. I was in elementary school during the Attitude Era and the Monday Night Wars. And that's all we talked about, right? In high school, I stopped watching wrestling. And I don't think I knew four people total <laughs> who watched pro wrestling. It just happened became it was hot and then it wasn't and is it building back up yeah but it's a very niche market again it goes back to the the megastar thing pro wrestling will never get eight million views because megastars really don't exist well and and again it's it's tv viewership is so different i mean even even look at monday night football if everybody wants to talk about ratings like this year's doubleheader monday night football compared to last year was down 27 percent now, does that necessarily mean that that twenty seven percent of people that watched Monday Night Football last year uh, on opening night doubleheader didn't watch it this year? No, there's also a lot of different ways to do it. I think a lot people of people are smarter. People are streaming. People, people are cutting cords and streaming. Exactly. People are cutting cords. People are are just finding streams online. People are doing things like YouTube TV and Hulu Live and and stuff like that. Um, so you don't, you don't necessarily have to be a traditional Nielsen house to, to view your, your product. And, and, you know, for me, and I've, I've said it before, like, yeah, if, if I, if I, if I miss like a week's worth of of shows and it just kind of slips through my fingers, I'm not going to, I'm not necessarily going to go back and feel like I, I have to watch all two hours of NXT. I have to watch all two hours of dynamite. One thing I'm going to do is I'm going to head to either. Uh, WWE or AEW's Twitter page or their YouTube channel. And I'm going to find the three minute clip that they put up uh, of of certain segments, and I'm going to watch those because that that or I'm going to wait till next week, and they're going to show me what happened last week because that you know that happens so, as well. You got to think. So say Roman Reigns turning heel, line up Paul Heyman gets two million views. Maybe some of it's rewatched, right? But most of it's people who didn't watch the show. Yeah. 
So you got to think on the grandest scale. Let's say half the people went there because they didn't see the show. And SmackDown draws a 2 million rating, right? They had 2 million viewers. And then 2 million YouTube views, right? Well, let's say a million of them haven't seen the show. Well, there's 3 million right there that are still keeping up with the product. They're just not watching live. Yeah, I mean every every single and and like that's what that was the point we used to make like when people get really hung up on raw rating and stuff like that. I'm like, you have to go to YouTube and check like you know like the 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 Bobby Lashley and Lana wedding did like three million views in two days. Like, was it garbage? Sure, but why were they why were they hammering that storyline? Because people were watching. If you watch it on YouTube, that's money. You people watch it. On Facebook, that's money. All of that's rolling into WWE's pocket, same as those TV contracts. So, like, it's it again. Yeah, it's it's a it's a different uh, it's a different ball game. Uh, Matt, any thoughts? Yeah, I mean, thinking back to the wars, I mean, like you guys said, I I would watch WWE, but the TV upstairs would be filming WCW, which I would then watch in the morning, um, you know, on the the VHS tape. Um, wonder if I still have those, <laughs> but you know, it, there doesn't seem to be the urgency these days. And that is just because there's, it's so much easier to just catch up on clips if you really want to know the product. So it is kind of a disservice to just look at ratings because of that. I mean, I DVR both. Um, I don't watch either NXT or AEW live, but I do catch up on them you know so i can fast forward through everything you know having a one-year-old unpacking this house like i I don't have time to just sit and watch tv as much as i would like to so you know that that gives me that freedom to do that so does that count in the ratings probably not but i am still watching both yeah yeah it's 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 you know it's it's all it's it's consumed in it, like last night. I like I didn't flip back. I watched NXT. Actually, watched NXT live last week because I thought maybe they're gonna start off the show with the the Regal announcements. And I'm not even sure we got two Regal announcements. I know there was one, uh, but I, I don't re- I don't recall the second one unless that was the the women's battle royal. But like that wasn't that wasn't like designated as from the desk of William Regal. I just it was. Um, but then immediately when NXT was over, I flipped over. I actually fast forwarded to the main event match because everybody was talking about it. Um, and then I went back and watched the the rest of it from the beginning, finished it this morning. Cause I was just like, all right, I'm going to bed, you know, stop it halfway through and finish watching it. So like, yeah, it's, it's, it's all, it's, it's, it's consumed in, in just so many different, uh, different ways. Uh, intern Mark, your thoughts. Yeah, the uh, I find myself well. I have a uh, cut the corner. I have a super box, so there's no way for them really to track what I'm watching. I guess, <laughs> but um, I don't usually watch AEW live, and then I kind of fast forward sometimes through NXT. Um, same thing with Monday Night Raw and even SmackDown. It's just to sit there and watch Raw for three hours, or SmackDown for two hours gets to be a little too much. Um, so I skip through it. I'll watch some matches, and there's other things I really have no interest in. But yeah, the way people consume television products anymore, uh, TV shows and whatnot, is completely changed since the Attitude Era. So I, I don't know. It's kind of tough to compare the two nowadays versus, you know, even uh, early 2000s. I mean, to, to, sorry to like cut anyone off, but to go back to that, I mean, during the 
the Raw Attitude Era. We got six hours of wrestling on TV, seven if you count Sunday Night Heat, and six of those hours happened simultaneously. So it wasn't, right. you know, nine, ten hours of wrestling on TV, you know, if you're watching Impact 11, 12, however long that show is, 13. <laughs> but, you know, like, there wasn't all this wrestling to consume in a week. You had six hours on Mondays and an hour on Sunday. Can we just be honest, too? Does anybody... Like and we're wrestling fans, right? We're, right? We we invest money in wrestling. Does anybody look at the clock Monday and go, "Man, I can't wait for Raw tonight"? No. Uh, I mean, it depends if they if they make some sort of announcement beforehand. But like they need, yeah. But, but like, otherwise, you, like, like for real though, like yeah, I'm no. I'm excited about SmackDown and stuff because there's new stuff going on. The Fiend, Alexa, like there's so many stories going on over there. But like, I don't remember the last time I sat there and like. I remember being in school and looking at the clock like I cannot wait till I'm done my homework to watch pro wrestling tonight. And I just don't think they have that excited. And maybe it's because I'm older. And again, like kids and work and wife and everything kind of takes away from that. But at the same time, that should make me want to watch wrestling even more to escape. And right. they're just not giving me that. Come watch us. Like, well, I, re- I remember flipping out on my parents one time because like. They had a meeting at church or something, and like I missed the, the the first ten minutes of Monday Night Raw, and I like I I like yelled at my parents like, you know I gotta watch, you know I've got to start right when the show starts. The best stuff happens to start the show. Like I was like yelling at my parents in in junior high, like because I missed punching the dog, yeah, <laughs> kicking him down the stairs, like you know. But now you know uh, it's like oh, if I miss the opening segment or whatever, I'll just I'll start on DVR, fast forward or whatever. YouTube, yeah, I, I had a neighbor tape raw for me one time because I was going to be out of town and wouldn't <laughs> be able to watch it. So like it was important back in middle high school for sure. Yeah, and I think I think all of that just is is because of the way that we we can we consume. The, I mean, for me, if if but I don't still excited to watch other things, like I'm excited when Peaky Blinders comes to Netflix. I was excited for Game of Thrones until season eight. I used to be excited <laughs> for the walk. Like you're excited to watch these shows. People still watch television shows, and at the end of the day, this is an entertainment business. And you, eighty percent of the time, let's say Monday Night Raw. Does it make you want to watch or doesn't have you on the edge of your seat? There's no cliffhangers. There's there. It's just the show ends and it's like, all right, Seth Rollins versus Dominic for the 14th time <laughs> next week. Like Dominic's running the 2K universe mode. Like <laughs> I, I just don't get it because I still love watching TV and shows suck me in and you can't wait for next week. And I haven't felt that way about uh, SmackDown's been a little different recently, but I haven't felt that way about Monday Night Raw, NXT, AEW for a long time. For a while, and Tim, well, I'll, I'll jump to you then. Um, I, I'd been, I, I usually watch Raw live, and I'll tweet with it, but like AEW, NXT, I'll catch one of them live or, or slight delay, but like SmackDown, um, I, I'll usually catch it over the weekend on Hulu. Because it's on there, it's like it's like an hour and ten minutes. Like it's so easy. There's no commercials, any of that. So, like you know, for me last week, I, I'd watched SmackDown as it aired, and it got to like nine forty-five, and I was like, "Wow, this show's almost over." 
Like it, it and I, I think that part of the reason why Raw isn't that I gotta watch this is because of that three hour mark. Like because yeah, NXT and AEW are two, and it's still it just doesn't. They they are, but I feel like that third hour. I, I really like. Oh yeah. If 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 Raw was two hours, I feel like the the need to compact things and 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 hit that hit that two hour mark the way AEW or NXT or, or or SmackDown is. Like I think that would make everything they do feel a little bit more important. Like you wouldn't you and not that again, not that certain matches aren't good or certain stories aren't good, but like you you may not get a you know three segment banger between uh you know Bobby Lashley and and Apollo Cruz. I'm just throwing two names out. But like, you, but you know, like the storytelling aspect, right? Lucha Underground nailed that because they would make you want to watch the next week because they realized it was entertainment and it was a television show. I think where wrestling is going wrong right now is it's tiptoeing the line. Do they want to be sports or do they want to be entertainment? And they can't find a happy medium because if you're sports and the sport's good, I watch the Eagles every week, no matter how bad they played the week before because I'm excited, right? But you want to tiptoe that line or do you want to be an entertainment industry where you have people on here the edge of your seats? We're both 0 and 1, Jim. We're both 0 and 1. Um, but you get what I'm saying? It's like you they they haven't had an identity. And I think that's causing like what's happening. It's like, do you want to be sports or do you want to be a television show? Fair point. I think you, I think you walk a really tight line with that. Uh, you know, like you had said about Dominic versus Seth Rollins for the 14th time, you know, you, you have a story to tell. Um, and I don't want to just see two wrestlers wrestle for the sake of it, but sometimes I just want to see two wrestlers wrestle for the sake of it. Yeah. Hangman Page and, and Frankie Kazarian. That was yesterday. amazing. That was a real good match. Yeah. match. Might've been the best match of dynamite last night, other than maybe Thunder Rosa. I'm just so hot on that right now, but you know, you, you, you get the same thing over and over and over and over. And then you get the little nuances within those raw stories, uh, Rey Mysterio's daughter and Murphy, and they're like quick little shared moment. Like there's a lot going on there, but I'm, I'm sick of, I, if I don't see Dominic for a month on my TV, I'm fine with that. Here's the and thing though. Don't Maybe you we're still think kind of at the end of COVID and that that's making it tough for their, for their roster, but yeah, but sorry to cut know. you off though. But like, don't you think if they end it, like even end the brand split, right. And, People could go to different shows, right? But they focused on different characters. Like, you don't have to see Seth Rollins on Raw all the time. He can miss a Raw because, and he could still have a story going. Like on television, The Walking Dead, you knew Rick Grimes was the leader, but some episodes were about Bob. And it's like, okay, there's story progression. And, <laughs> and then you can like go back to it. And it's like, man, I really can't wait till we find out what happens with Seth. Like it, it's just right. I agree. You could bounce back and forth and make people want to watch. Like I want to see SmackDown. Cause I want to see what Sasha has to, has to say about the attack. I want to see where it leads. There's a story there, right? She was off for a couple weeks. She didn't get attacked and go, Hey, I'm back. You know, it, it, there was a slow burn. Right. I right. still hope that she's think- that, 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 that she's at home and and her addressing Bailey's so. from home. She should not be so. at the Thunderdome this week. But like, I think I, uh, the Alexa Bliss story is great over there with mm-hmm. with her fiend. You know, with the fiend, we don't see it every week. It's in a tag match. We start seeing it a little. I mean, I think they're That's doing things yeah. so right 
on SmackDown that they could definitely take uh, a page out of that and do it on Raw. But I, again, I, I do think that three hours versus two hours, if Raw went to two hours, I think I think that some like not necessarily that it would be must see TV every week because I don't I don't think that that would be the case. But I do think that some of the fatigue that we get wouldn't be wouldn't be there wouldn't be as prominent because you can't put everything on on every week if it's only two hours tim um a lot of great points made from everyone on the on the panel and i think one of the big points is is what ant said is like they're having a hard time differentiating between showcasing wrestling as sport and wrestling as entertainment and unfortunately it has to do both it can't just do one or the other which can make telling a story over a two to three hour period quite complicated. Raw does it. Raw doesn't do it so well. SmackDown does it very well. Is that because Fox is very hands-on with the SmackDown product and exactly what they want and they want a entertainment show and why raw just got a re up and it's like, okay, same old stuff as always crash <laughs> television. Doesn't matter. Just whatever. Just put it on there. Cause you're the staple of the USA network. USA is like, can, yeah, Monday. Good. The highest, good. Silk stockings after. Gotcha. Highest rated, highest rated show on USA every year for the last infinity years. It's, it's tough to do. And like, if it were easy, like they would have something but they've done it before. That's why we're confused as wrestling fans. They've done the the, the attitude error, horrible wrestling, right? And I, but you could still tell these great stories and just have better matches, and then you could combine <laughs> the two, right? But that was back. There was a there was a brand split, but also like, and I hate to give Vince Russo his credit, but <laughs> what made Vince Russo so great was the fact that. He gave something to everyone. Well, that's yeah. But can everyone, you, can you believe that TV writers are writing this show? Because, like, they actually have, they're not wrestling fans, most of them. They're television writers, right? Right. And, and so they're they're trying the entertainment thing, but they just aren't hiring the right people, I guess. I don't, right. I just but, don't know. There's, yeah. and it, and, and again, like, it boils down and we, and it's, it's said, it's said all the time. And it, it's almost to the point where it's just like beating a dead horse, but like everything filters through one filter, Vince McMahon. And no matter how great somebody writes something or how, how something could be presented. If Vince has a stick in his, in his crawl and he just doesn't like it, ain't happening. Yeah, does it involve it, farts? Like, it, like it, yeah, man. You end up getting the same, same old, same old. And like, when Russo was in control, it was. I mean, Russo was writing the stuff because Vince was like, "We need a new attitude." And the blah, 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 and Vince Russo is writing Crash Television, and everybody who's on television has a storyline that carries over to SmackDown and then comes back to Raw. Like that was great. And when. I think when Heyman was running raw, we kind of got some of that. I agree. Yeah. And it's like, he was trying at least. And they got away from that. Why does it seem to work so well in things like NXT then where you can have gimmicky things like Fandango um, and you can have 
the foreigner bad guys in Imperium and the cool bad guys in like Undisputed Era. It just it works so well. And they're not they're not flipping the script or doing anything different that's not already been done in the WWE for years. Let's take the Chopper Gargano feud for instance. Chopper was the, the was an amazing heel. Be- and it's the same story that we've seen for 30 years in wrestling. Tag team partner turns, but it's what they let Ciampa do. It wasn't having him there every week. It was presenting him differently. It wasn't you had, oh, hey, and I love the Hurt Business. I think it's the best part of Raw, but it's like you get six segments and it's like, why are they getting six segments? And I love them, but Mustafa Ali's not getting any. And like you have other people that people are interested in that you could put on and NXT does that perfectly because they won't have Adam Cole on one week and it makes right? you yeah. want to watch because Adam Cole's on next week. Yeah. It's a, like Charlie said uh, in, in the comments, he said last week he had skipped raw watch Cobra Kai. Didn't miss a thing. He said he was totally fine with it. And he said he doesn't have, you know, NXT d- doesn't have Cole or Rhea on some weeks. Uh, so it's, it's a little more special uh, when they're on. Um, but I, Again, like they're like you know, but then when you get and I get it's one extreme to another, but when you have a part time champion uh, in Brock Lesnar, then everybody's mad because the belt's not on; it's being disrespected. So I think there's a degree of middle ground that kind of needs to be found. Yeah. Of like we don't need to see this match um, every week for for seven straight weeks, um, but we also don't need somebody missing for like two and a half months. Like there there needs to be some form of balance and they have the roster to do it. And I get that right now during, you know, in these trying times, um, you know, if you have to, and, and we, we, we've talked about it. Like if you want to, if you want to unify the tag titles, if you want to unify the intercontinental and U uh, S title, if you, you know, if you want to unify the women's titles, what like, it, just because you're like, look, here's the deal. We got some people that aren't going to be on TV because, the world's a bag of shit right now. So we're just going to kind of do away with this until we can all go back and play nicely again, uh, back in the real world. Like just, you know, steer into the skid as opposed to like, you know, cause I think what the, you know, and don't, I love the, the, the street profits and Viking Raiders, um, you know, like all those, you know, the golf course and, and all of that, like the mini golf thing and stuff that they were doing. But like, then there came a point where it's like, Oh, I'm watching street profits versus Andrade and, Angel Garza for oh this is two and a half months now, um and they were good every time they went out and did it because they're great at what they do, but like there's got to be another tag team in there. there there has to be like give me give me a give me one other tag team please. Yeah, the problem is the stories aren't being told in the ring like they used yeah. to be. Not even like not even like they used to be because New Japan does a great like Okada Omega just felt huge every time because we knew the story that that Kenny couldn't beat Okada and and then Okada was trying to not get hit with the one-win angel because nobody's ever kicked out of that so there was a story that they told in the ring that made you excited I just don't think that WWE is telling stories in the ring if again I loved I loved Rollins versus Mysterio this week I thought it was excellent in the steel cage and I think they haven't had a bad match yet but it's the repetitiveness yeah and there's no there there's a side story being told with Buddy and Seth, but like now you're just using Dominic to get there, and it's like can't Seth do this with someone else? Because yeah, yeah, it's, it's been it's, it's been Seth time. versus Mysterio for five months now. Right. The, the main problem with it and why we see success in shows like NXT, AEW is because of the saturation of the roster. 
like they have so many people on Raw on SmackDown. Like, did they have this many people in the Attitude Era? They might have, but it doesn't feel like it to me, like thinking back to those storylines. And so it's just like, they feel like they have to just keep going to this well, but then, oh, hey, I, we should include these people. So here they are, just one random episode with no rhyme or reason to it, just because they keep seeing these people succeed in different companies. They're like, hey, and this being the problem of Vince, like, I want that guy, bring him to WWE. We'll find a way to fit him in. Oh, EC3 is the perfect example. EC3 right, is right. the perfect example. They right. had him look in a mirror. The best yeah, promo yeah. guy at the time, they had just staring in the mirror, not talking. And so that's that's why I feel like NXT and AEW can do these things because they don't have such a big roster. They can, you know, pick and choose where they want these storylines to go. And if someone misses a week, well, hey, you know, they miss a week. But, you know, we have these other people that we want to focus on this week. Mm -hmm. Whereas WWE has all these people and they're just like, ah, we'll get to you. But, you know, we want to see Seth versus Dominic again. Because that's really like we've got something with this, even though they don't some weeks. Tim. And tying it back to like the conversation piece of like the the comparison and the contrasting of like the Monday Night War versus the Wednesday Night Wars and like the current eras, WWE right now is paying for all of the reward that they reaped from ending the Monday Night War for so long. WWE was the only game in town. So they had a monopoly on all of the talent. And when you have all of the talent, you can't focus, you can't make all of the talent be in the spot that they were. Like even back when WCW had just closed, like Booker T was a main event guy in WCW. And then like they made him a main event guy for the beginning of the, of the invasion. And then down in a tag team with Goldust and like hovering in that mid-card Intercontinental title, United States title until the end of his tenure in WWE as World Heavyweight Champion and King Booker. Right. So it's like now because there is competition on Wednesday nights that is appealing to a subset of the WWE roster you're going to maybe see a better product, maybe not now, but maybe in 18 months. Because a lot of these contracts, we may talk about it in the rumor roundup, but a lot of contracts are going to be coming up. And people are going to have to make legit decisions, like the Revival did, like, uh, like Brody Lee did. Sure. Where they look and they go, you know, Maybe not WWE, maybe AEW, or maybe Impact, or New Japan once once COVID clears out. Like, there's there's more opportunity now because for the longest time, it was WWE and it was practically nothing else. Right. Like, you had Ring of Honor with a thousand people a show. Yeah, and then you had T- TNA who weren't paying their guys, so it was like, we're, right? They were yeah. on. They were on TV, and the optics of it was, oh, they're on television. They're great, yeah. and it's like, no, they're not. They're they're, they're... <laughs> they haven't paid anyone in two months. <laughs> yeah, right. But like now, they're about as healthy as ever. Yeah, and now they like, have the backing, and they have money, and 
And that's the thing. And that that's going to create something great is, you know, wrestlers now have somewhere to go. And I don't see it as a war because I just I'm entertained by everything. So Mm -hmm. the more wrestling, the better, as long as it's good wrestling. And even AEW has the problem with the storytelling. I think it's very hard to tell a story on television. But yet when you go watch Being the Elite, the stories are great. They're hilarious and they make sense. And there's foreshadowing. They just need to find a way to transfer that to the actual product. Yeah, I think I think that's one of I think that's one of the biggest issues with with them is um and there's nothing wrong with with having you know things on the side that that, that tell some of their stories, but you have to and and I you know, I think I said it with with one of their like specialty matches like they didn't it was either them or Impact, but they didn't explain like what the rules of the match was and I was like, look, you have to assume that there's at least a section of the audience that's watching on this particular night that has never watched your program before. Tell me why I'm in- invested in this. Like WWE, they overdo it. I'm not. I'm not going to deny that. Like, you know, if they're going to give you a, you know, th- this gauntlet eliminator match, they're going to tell you multiple times what the rules of this match are. Or if there's a new type of match, there's a new this. They're going to beat to death the name of the match and what like what that match entails but you're not going to watch that show and not know what's going on whereas like you may that may happen somewhere else like you know like they they may drop like a big spot in a promo on Wednesday night where where like if you haven't watched being the elite this week or last week you're going to go I'm I missed something here and like you know they 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 do need to find a little bit better way like yeah I I thought last night was was a really really good episode um, you know, like the main event, like those guys went for it for me, like that was kind of like a non-preferred, like, I don't need to like, and it's not like, I'm not going to, I'm not comparing it to like CZW tournament of death or anything like that. But like, I don't need to see guys getting like just popped unprotected in the head. Like it's, it's 2020. I don't need to see unprotected headshots. Like I, you know, if mistakes happen, mistakes happen, but, um, but I'm not going to take away that that was probably, like the best like parking lot match but brawl whatever that what has ever been so seen. great is Santana and Ortiz is this tag team that comes over from Impact where their main eventing pay-per-views. They're in the inner circle. They haven't really done much. They start a feud and now the spotlight's on them because they're main eventing the show. It's sure. not the same people main eventing. And I think that draws interest from wrestling fans. And can you me, tell me what back. You go, before before you get to that point? Yeah. Uh the, you talk about storytelling and, and how to tell a story. That entire feud is based on Trent's mom's van, right? Yeah. Right, and like the the, the that's it. Like the the climax moment was hit, Trent's mom giving the middle the finger, finger out the fucking window. The Undertaker, right? Like how? Like Through that's that's good. That like the fact she started driving away, stopped, and just bing. Like that's good. That that's good stuff. Like whether the match was like my, my favorite thing in the entire world, like style wise, it wasn't. But like that, that's a that's a cool way to go off the show. Some lady in a minivan flipping the bird. Ryan, what were you yeah. saying? Man, Sue, Sue is Sue is over. I think as the kids say, AF. Um, <laughs> no, I just wanna wanna cycle back to something that that Tim said about eighteen months and contracts running out. I think uh, at the other end of that, we're gonna see the pipeline starting to dry out for the WWE to tap into things like um, GCW and other of the larger indies um, because we're getting out of the COVID sort of 
um, not working era, and you're seeing Ring of Honor running. We're seeing the pure tournament running, grabbing people like Tony Deppin um, and Wheeler Yuta, some really good indie names. Um, you can't forget about MLW. They're signing folks to contracts. Um, Jacob like Fatu said, is a huge who? star. Huge star. <laughs> the guy is huge. Love that Alex guy. Hammerstone or what? Uh, Hammerstone, I think, is is a huge star. I mean, look, MJF kind of came from that world. So, uh, you know, the WWE is not going to just have the pick of the litter anymore because there's stops along the way sure. where folks are going to start making names for themselves. And in MLW captures lightning in a bottle and just creates the right star for the right time. We're going to be talking about them as a real big player here shortly, I believe. And you got well. to keep the eye on the partnership with Impact with them. Impact has a D- TV deal. You can see Jacob Fatu go on there. You can see the good brothers go to MLW to draw people into their live shows. So that's something you want to keep a close eye on once COVID's over, is that partnership that was kind of coming off the ground before the world shut down, because I think that's going to be huge for professional wrestling, especially the independent scene that desperately needs talent to go down. Like you can go watch Deanna Perrazzo and Jordan wrestle at an MLW show. And that'd be awesome. Right. right. And again, I think the same thing you can look at. I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Maybe I'm speculating or hoping, but NWA, AEW, the Thunder yep. Rosa tieovers, things like that. Like these are things that I want to see because well, it benefits pro wrestling. Is it Marty? Like, part booker and nwa too now too it's like he's allowed to wrestle at nwa and ring of honor right i believe that was right before everything kind of happened yeah because like there's your connection there's your bridge also if, nick aldis and cody have a yeah, great if, relationship. if the if the nwa is smart because like they're not really doing anything in the COVID era they have to get their talent out there so that like first off they they stay ring ready for whenever the world resumes again but also so that like you know because I, I you know i liked what they were doing with with you know like and like the weekly nwa shows but then the world stopped and then so did they so you know if, if you if you have a unique opportunity right now where if you can get thunder rosa and some of your talent on aew and some of your talent with you know wherever once they can resume again, because they are coming back, and Charlie said, "Don't forget, NWA is starting back." Absolutely, they they will be. But they like with Mike Bennett, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like right. they're doing they're the the oldest Bennett match at, at I forget what the show is, but that's this weekend, I think, or it's or it's coming up. I, I'm not sure right, exactly. Yeah, sometime real soon. Yeah, I'm not sure when that match is, but like it, it's it's smart on them to get their their talent names out there so that when. Uh, whatever their their YouTube show is going to be called when, when the world resumes, um, that people know who they are and it'll give more attention to them coming back. So yeah, like that's a great point, guys. Is is that you know WWE can't just assume now there will always be people that their ultimate goal is to get to the WWE. Like it, it just that's I think the that's way everyone's it is. end game is to wrestle at WrestleMania, right? It doesn't matter. Yeah, but once you do it, if you're not happy, like. You, you, how much money do you think they threw at Moxley? And he was just like, nah, man, because he's oh, a sure. shield member. Like your whole company is based around these three guys. One leaves. Now you can't do anything with the shield. It's like, <laughs> right. Then you're going, oh, yeah. Uh, so they threw stupid money at him. And he's someone who said, I don't care about the money. I want to go have fun wrestling. And I think you want to get to WrestleMania. Obviously anyone who wrestles wants WrestleMania, but after that, it's, how do they keep you or how do they? Sure. And that's a big thing, you know, and I, I think 
they have the money to throw at people. But I think WWE, we see them start being smarter with their money and investing in the talents that they want to keep rather than just pulling everyone from the indies. It depends. It depends on when Vince starts to feel threatened. Because right now, Vince is probably looking at AEW or all these other companies as like venture capital. Like they're unproven in his eyes. And like, hey, I think you need another could, big name to go. shift. I think you need another big, another main right. event talent needs to, sh- and AJ Styles would have been that guy where Vince goes, oh right. shit. Right. Or, or it's enough of the upper mid card guys who go and become stars. Who, like, yeah. Who elevate themselves up to that next level. Like what Brody Lee's doing, mm-hmm. like what the, like what the FTR may do, like all of those talents. If Vince feels threatened, He'll get serious. He'll make it a war again. Mm-hmm. And then, I, and I know we'll be good again, probably. Yeah. <laughs> but, but would it though? Like, I think the time of war and competition is done. And I, that's where I think Triple H has the right mindset of like play ball together. Like, yeah. But at the end of the day, competition makes everyone a little bit better is what I think. Like I'm friends with a lot of podcasts, but I'll listen to their show and I go, shit, they are doing that better in this part than I am. I need to step my game up. And it's not a direct shot. They could still get along, but competition breeds like a great product because Mm -hmm. you're going to pick things and you're going to go, oh shit, they're killing me at that market. I got to step this up instead of just thinking, and then, you know, Vince, Vince, in his mind, he's still the only wrestling company (laughs) in the world. Like you won't tell He doesn't do wrestling. No, he doesn't do wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. But he, he does movies. It. He does it, and and numbers don't lie. No one's even close to him. Yeah. Still, but if a big name, another big name, and, and you, you're right, maybe guys like Sami Zayn or Cesaro and Nakamura go over there. Okay. But like I'm saying, a huge name. Like imagine, and I, it's not gonna happen. But imagine if Brock Lesnar showed up. Imagine if Orton would have signed. Imagine if AJ Styles. Then Vince has to take it. Oh serious. yeah. Because not only did you take Chris Jericho, Moxley. Now you take it another top guy. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, if, if if a if a legit top guy shows up on Dynamite, that then then I think things start to change too. Because, um, and and we we've we've always said you know on this show that, um, and and other people have said it too. Like Vince McMahon or the McMahons will will give every last breath of their being to try and get the WWE to be number one. Like that is their life. Whereas, you know, like, and this is not a a disrespect to Tony Khan or the Bucks or Kenny or Cody, but like, especially with the cons, because that's, that's the money. That's, that's their meal Mm -hmm. ticket. The cons are business people. If 18 months from now, uh, AEW isn't, getting over a million or when that TV contract runs up and TNT is like, you know, this, this hasn't been as, as yeah. great for us as we thought it was going to be. What if Omega goes to WWE? <laughs> like, right. If, and and Charlie if, said, what if Omega or MJF would, yeah. would come over? Like, well, yeah. What if they get sick of it? And they, you know, what if Moxley says, you know what? I want to go make more money again and yeah. get the shield back. 
So there is two sides of the coin, but right now AEW is so new yeah. and everyone seems so happy. It seems like a utopia. Give them, mm-hmm. give them another year to fuck more stuff up, and then sure. I mean, look at look at all out, and we we talked about that a little bit last oh, week. God. Like all out was a dumpster fight. Now they came back with two great weeks of TV. Like they sure. took a shitty situation and they made you forget about it pretty quick. But yeah, like it was the first time that that I that I really saw Twitter react poorly to an AEW product. It was te- it was I literally it was it was bad. So I like, laughed the whole time, and it wasn't like good <laughs> yeah, laughs. No, it was just like it was like I have to laugh bad. so it doesn't hurt. You know, yeah, um, I spent sixty dollars on this, and I'm laughing at. Yeah, it. I'm thankful that I split that with people uh, because if I would have spent the full the full cost on that, I would have been real pissed. But yeah, it's it's you know it, you, like. The cons would if, if if the TV deal doesn't work out or if, if AEW isn't isn't really making money at some point, like the cons are going to go. You know what? This isn't smart for us business wise, and they're going to cut that cord. And then then what happens to AEW? You know, and and it's and it's it's no again, it's no disrespect necessarily to what what Cody and the Bucks and 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 Kenny are doing. But it's it's a it's two very different scenarios because you have a you have wrestling people versus business people, you know that that are that are running the companies. I think I think Tony Khan's having a lot of fun, uh, and I think he should be right if, now. Even if ratings are down a little bit, if Tony Khan's still having a good time, Tony Khan has the money to play. Yes, but there 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 could, and I'm not saying there will. And and again, for the sake of the wrestling business, I, I hope that this doesn't happen. But it, there could be a point where, from a business standpoint, it's no longer worth it to continue. Whether you're having fun or not, th- there's a financial aspect to it that could no longer make it worth yeah, but the time. Part, they're worth more than Vince. So, like, Th- they are. That, so if he wants to take a couple million, five hundred million a year, because they're still making money hand over fist, they own a soccer club and a football team. So the profit's always going to be there. But the reason, the reason why, generally speaking, the reason why the rich stay rich slash get richer is because when they know when to stop losing money, or you know, like they they know when to when to cut off something that isn't that isn't good for them financially. So again. Whether that happens with AEW, I have no idea. But I'm it's, saying, I mean, they signed a three-year contract. Sure. Most of their guys are signed a three-year contract. Let's see, like, like I said, you got to give it a year. And like, it's what well, has it been a calendar year? Yeah, it's been a calendar year now, right? October, got, October, middle of October is their so anniversary. Most most businesses that start up, the first year is a wash. You're gonna lose money. That's what happens when you start a business. The second and third year is when you have to start turning a profit. And that's going to tell a lot about the company. They're now in year two. Are they going to turn a profit? Are they going to get more viewers? Are they going to sign more talent to put more butts in the seats when COVID's over? That's what matters. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be a big thing for everybody. Yeah, especially year three, because I think what's going to end up happening is if you're looking at the numbers, the num- the books are going to kind of be cooked mm-hmm. because your projected year one is lower because of what COVID is which means that your year two projection, you're going to change that and lower it because you don't know how long it's going to last. And if it ki- if if we kick out earlier, then we're back to normal and you're exceeding what your projected revenue for the year two would be. So it's like, it's like how we forecast the budget at my job, right? So like 
obviously this year, no one's hitting budget. It's just not going to happen. Right. <laughs> yeah. But it's like next year, is this going to go into next year? Because if it's going to go into next year, you're not going to give us a really high budget to, to hit because who's going to hit a 38% budget. Right. right. But if you get back to normal, then you can set those standards because, okay, you were $600,000 down. This is how you can make it up because life's back to normal. Right. So a lot has to do with what happens in these next two to three months. Sure. Well, it's like salar- salary caps in, in wrestling. Salary caps in sports, too. I mean, yeah. uh, like, you know, like in hockey, the, 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 the Eastern Conference final is about to wrap up. This season's about to go into their final playoff uh, series. But then you start looking ahead to next year. Um, you know, like I know from like my capitals, like they're letting Brayden Holpe, who is their Stanley cup winning goalie test the free agent market. Like Alex Ovechkin is going into the final year of his contract, but salary caps are going to come down definitely next year, Mm -hmm. but then potentially the following year, because if you don't get fans back in the, in the arenas until let's see, let's hypothetically even say halfway through next season, you have an 82 game season, they can get back in at the halfway point. So that still means that you know even if it, 100% capacity your ownership groups are losing 50% of what they would be hopeful in a season and you got to think not even the fans too the vendors is where a lot oh, of these absolutely. places make their money it, it's it's like everything, all the vendors have to rent their spaces well guess who's not paying rent right now mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's just yeah it's, so so it's you know the, the the yeah looking looking down the barrel uh, a couple of years is going to be uh, very interesting but yeah i mean Added, it's 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 the, the the scope of the industry is just so very different between you know what the what the Monday night and that's where everybody everybody's trying to compare like ratings and wars and and it it's just it's not even close to the same thing as it was um, back in the day. Uh, jumping to to a few of the things and we we kind of touched on each of these a little bit uh, that that the WWE is kind of doing well and one of them. Uh, we have seen slowly developing over the last, you know, four or five weeks is is this turn of Alexa Bliss and her relationship with The Fiend and, and what exactly is happening in her relationship with uh, Nikki Cross and things like that. So uh, I know this past Friday on SmackDown, you know, we see a tag team match and then Alexa Bliss kind of just gets like this weird, weird look to her face and hits Nikki Cross with the, the sister Abigail. And then during the break, is just staring into space, looking up at something, and 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 she walks out. So, you know, and and I know that that there was a a new uh, there was a new character unveiled on the Firefly Funhouse. I think a lot of people kind of expected maybe that to be Alexa Bliss. It was not. Is a Paul the the uh, what is it? Some something Walrus. I forget wobbly that. Wobbly Walrus. Wobbly Walrus. Wobbly. So good, by the way. Um, but like I, I'm, 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 I'm so invested on exactly what is happening with Alexa Bliss. She, she's one of my favorite women in the entire company, and um, you know what, what they've been doing between the the talking smack appearance, the backstage stuff with Nikki Cross, and just you know like each week she has a, a few more dreads in her in her ponytails and every like it's these subtle details. You have uh, um, Ramblin' Rabbit hanging out in the back behind wherever she is in, in in these backstage segments like these little details like I, I I'm just I have no clue where it's going exactly and and I, and I love every bit of it uh Tim so like let's think like 
end of the line what if she like gets her own fiend and like that brat's doll that we've seen on all of her stuff is her mask love it like that's that would be dope yeah I like that. yeah like that's just a thought like i don't know where they're going with it i'm ready for it <laughs> Well, I know you're ready for it. When when hey, she touched hey, the fiend's face, you were. It's different now because she's doing it by herself. When she was doing it with Bray, it was different. It just I didn't, a, I didn't like the Beauty and the Beast way. like love stock like story that they like. No, just let the fiend possess her and be the monster that he is. Or that's is she all. controlling the fiend? Like it, that's it's... yeah, that's what Issa brought up on our episode a couple weeks ago, and I was like, I didn't even think about that. Like. Is she like Sister Abigail is like an imaginary person, right? Or Brian Drag, whatever we're gonna say. But <laughs> let's not we let's just forget about that. What if what if she is actually the one who now is controlling his mind? Yeah, I mean it's that there's so many ways that that this story could go that you know it, it's it's one of the few times in in the last I don't know months years that that I, I've truly had no clue. I think where where they're going with it, but I'm invested in where it's going. Uh, Mark, what what do you what do you think? What what's your your take and thought on on what they're doing with Alexa right now? I'll tell you what, I think it's probably the best storyline they have going right now on uh, any of the shows, um, and it's doing that design or doing exactly what it's designed to do. At least for me, it gets me to tune in to SmackDown because that is the one piece. Each- week i do watch i'm going to make sure i catch that on smackdown but uh they're telling a great story with it i'm really anxious to see where it goes um but yeah very very well done so far uh matt how about you yeah i mean i think it's the best storyline that they have going right now um you know it's it's something that we all kind of wanted when it was first kind of teased during that match between the fiend and uh braun um you know, and I think we're all like, is, are they going to do this? Will WWE do something like, right? Who knows? And here they are kind of doing things right. <laughs> Look at them. Growth. Maturity. <laughs> Maybe Shane's running things. That's probably the only. You know, you might be right, Matt. You might be right. Main event. <laughs> Ryan, uh, your, your, your take here. I am just such a fiend fan that it, it, it doesn't have to be Alexa Bliss. I know Mark had said like it hinted like Alexa Bliss was the reason that he. I'm not saying it could be like Tamina, but I think the apple of of, of Bray Wyatt's eye is is an intriguing storyline, uh, and I'm, I am excited to see where it ends up. Yeah, like it's it's. And and I, I I don't need it to pay off really anytime soon. Like I think that's been the beauty of this is that you'll see Alexa kind of go back to normal one week, and then she freaks out and throws the coffee mug on and the on the ground. You don't see anything the following week, and then then she hits the sister Abigail, and and you're all you're always kind constantly kind of looming out there. And I know, um, you know, at Night of Champions next week, um. You know, Nikki Cross has you know faces Bailey for the SmackDown Women's Title. Like, is Alexa going to, you know, cost Nikki that match? Like, is is that going to kind of play into what happens there? Like, there's just there's so many different ways that it can happen. And again, and I think that's kind of been the beauty of the Fiend as well is you don't see the Fiend every single week either. 
So, like, you may get the Firefly Funhouse, and you look forward to that three-minute segment, but, like, every so often when you when you see the Fiend creep up and he breaks into that video or the lights go out and let me in, like, that feels special as well. So, like, whatever they're doing with, with, with this... I just hope they they keep kind of going with that that same tempo. Like you don't you don't have to force feed us. You don't have to you don't have to hurry it up. Like let this thing breathe. And then the the the, the other um, thing that I think they've been doing well on Raw. Like you know we, we 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 touched on how they don't necessarily do a lot of things right on Raw necessarily, but the hurt business and and They're particularly. Awesome. You know, and I, I've I've said this for months, pretty much in the whole entire COVID era, is they have gotten me to like be a Bobby Lashley fan in the year 2020. Uh at the start of this year, I would have never imagined I would have said that because I just have not been a Bobby Lashley fan. It was the way that they, that he was presented. I just it was just eh, okay. It's Bobby Lashley, like. Cool, he's an impact guy, whatever. Uh, he's an impact Bellator guy, whatever. Um, but the minute that you started working MVP in the mix and you got him involved with uh, with Bobby Lashley and then he started, like Shelton Benjamin, like people were begging when Shelton Benjamin came back to the WWE to you know, make him relevant again. He is, and now Cedric into the mix. And like like the hurt business and now you know for weeks people have had mixed opinions on on retribution whether it was good whether it was hokey whether it was dumb what the fuck are they doing um the last two weeks when the hurt business and retribution have kind of been looking like they're going to you know two sides come to a head at some point um the last two weeks i think what they've done with retribution and the hurt business, like I'm, I'm loving every every second of that because, like, I feel like, you know, now you have the red, like the hurt business, is is defending Raw, and I and I love that backstage segment when Adam Pierce is like, "Thanks for volunteering," and MVP is like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, this is gonna cost you," but you know, we're doing this. This is business. Like, I, I fucking loved it. It was it was so good. I don't know who wants to go next. Who wants to go next? Yeah, I love that they've uh, incorporated Cedric Alexander and put some young blood in in otherwise an aging stable in Bob Lashley and uh, MVP. Uh, and I, I think it's great how in 2020 that these guys are, you know, main eventing multi-segment matches um, and, and segments throughout Raw. Um, I, I love the fact that they kind of put their heel status aside and a common enemy in Retribution. I will come out and save my brand. This is our brand. It's our business uh, and business is good. So I like what they did with that. Uh, I didn't have, I know some people were bitching about uh, it feels odd to cheer for heels and, and this and that, but uh, I, I feel like it's the right thing to do for, for the brand. You stick up for your brand. First and foremost, we see it at survivor series every year. Um, you know, so oh, nothing wrong with, with heels uh, dabbling in good. I thought heels and faces were done in 2020. Anyway. <laughs> That's true. Uh, anyone who, who wants to go next? Yeah, I, if you were to tell me that the one of the MVPs of 2020 would be MVP, nope. <laughs> uh, you wouldn't have put that on your your bingo card. Like single handedly, he's reinvigorated 
Bobby Lashley, Shelton Benjamin, who has Bob! been lost since he came back. Right. And now he's got Cedric, young Sid, going to do some stuff with him. Like, I love the Hurt Business. I've always loved it. I've loved all these guys. Yep. Uh, that's that's just me. Uh, I'm, I'm new... I'm I'm not new to the party. The bandwagon is wide open. There's plenty of room. If you want to jump on, there's plenty of room for you in the Hurt Business. Go buy. If you really support the Hurt Business, buy the shirt. That's it. Like, that WWE listens to merch. So Unless you're Rusev. <laughs> even then, like, he, he got pushes. Like, yeah, his pushes was a little was elongated because of it. Like, a throwaway thing that became something. But, like, like either way. Like buy the merch, support your support them, because it, it's it's really great. Like because they're not the nation of domination, but they're the nation of domination. Yeah, can, and especially in these times, like a all black stable showing like dominance. Yeah, like really good because I, I I've seen like the numerous obviously like the new nation I've seen. Uh, like the new evolution because they're all coming out and like, can we do like not have to like? And I get like we always try to tie like, oh, this tag team's this or this faction's, this, but like, can we just let them be the hurt business? Like, yeah, like for yep. for for one of the biggest complaints and in 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 a lot of cases, I think people have a legit gripe when they when they talk about how the WWE doesn't do anything new like this is something that is actually different is actually fresh it's not just the nation of domination it's not just evolution it's not just this it's something different so let it be that let the hurt business be the hurt business and i like that they're like getting people like cedric and i hope more people are like hey i want to make money i'm in this business to make money because that's what the hurt business is about and i think the more people you see, and maybe they add a female to the group, and you know, maybe maybe Mustafa Ali snaps, and he like just it doesn't matter who you are. Are you in the business to make money? Yeah, and that that's what I get from the hurt business, and I love that that there's that showdown because people forget too. Again, wrestling recycles when the NWO came to WCW, everybody was fighting the NWO, and I think that's what they're trying to do with Retribution now. I will be the first to say if anyone <laughs> listens to my show, I think it's hokey as shit. I think they, they've totally bobbled and fumbled the first two or three weeks of retribution. I think they're bouncing back a little bit, a little bit. but I think that spark has kind of went out for me, but I'll tell you when I saw those big dumb idiots standing there and then <laughs> the hurt business start taking off their suits. I'm like, now they're going to get their ass whooped. And I want to see that. And I want to see the hurt business give them an ass kicking. And I was hyped for, I think it was a great ending to raw. And we can talk about how, you know, I I mentioned earlier how, um, that AEW had a different ending to their show. And I feel like the hurt business ending raw was best for business because now I want to see what they do next week. That is the most intriguing storyline and only one with continuity that they have going on right now. Yeah. And, and that's where I also think too. And I I, I agree with you that, that, you know, the, the, the first introduction of retribution like okay this is different and then for a couple of weeks it's kind of like well, uh why they did threw, they throw a brick uh, through a window a and then walk away that was broken and then they walked away like <laughs> did you not want to go in there like but it was more like they like the way they were cheering yeah. and, and i'm like that's not serious but like, like if i'm if i'm gonna throw something through a glass door and window 
it probably means I want to go into wherever I'm breaking. Like, why am I breaking the glass if I don't want to go in there? If you want to blow something up, why don't you have one of your top good guys? Drew McIntyre gets out of the car and he's walking. And all of a sudden, the car blows up behind him. Right. Then you're like, why did that just happen? Why did they blow up Drew's car? But instead, Uh, they're just blowing up a plant, an electric plant that's outside. I've never seen an electric rig like that. It's just sitting in a parking lot once a mile. And I've been to a lot of wrestling shows. Never seen a rig just sitting there out back. Yeah. Yeah, they, they didn't have that explosion just because they didn't want to concern the president of the United States. <laughs> um, <laughs> with uh, regards to everything going on, still, it's me, Matt, cautious optimism. Um, <laughs> let's see where they go with this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just a reminder that there was another group um, that started out that, you know, people were calling the new nation and it wasn't very well perceived. And then that group had to kind of make their own way and, and pave their own way. And, oh, oh, hey, oh, hey, guys. So um, let's just see where we go with this. I do like where they are going with it. Um, you know, I, I hated everything about what Bobby Lashley was doing in wwe since the return i'm kind of on board now so cautious optimism i i think one of the keys to at least to retribution is whenever they are unveiled and, and obviously we know that that dijak is part of it mia yim is part of it uh mercedes martinez is part of it like there's a few that because of like the wide openness of some of the masks where i'm just like you couldn't do a better job covering up faces. Like Dijak was going to stand out either way, but like by the time we get to, um, you know that that we find out who they are, I think a big key to the success or failure of retribution is going to be who's who's in charge, who's behind this, like right, yeah. who's behind it. And I'll give a shout out to our guys over at the New Age Insiders who are um, dabbling back into the wrestling podcast world a bit. Like, they brought up a great point that, like, Wade Barrett just kind of reappeared into the world. Like, he was gone for a while, and, like, now he's back on NXT. Like, could potentially, like, Wade Barrett be, like, the guy who let them in the door and gets these guys into these buildings that, for no other, like, that, you know, because they have security. We're showing security on every WWE show now, so, like, is 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 Barrett kind of now that he's back in the mix part? I I don't know. I don't know. Like, and he has the nexus tie and everything. But I think the important key is going to be who's behind retribution when when we find out who it is. Like, real quick, go around the room. Is there like who to you would be the best person to be behind retribution to make it feel important when we find out? Tim, no one. Huh. Make the sum, make the the whole greater than the sum of its parts. Make it be just an uprising. There's the great thing about the shield was there was no leader. It was just the shield. There's supposed to be too, but that's when you're you're too good that you don't need a leader, right? So yeah. make it make it be all of them. Like it is retribution. No leader, no voice box. They they speak for themselves. They do it their own. Like that's it. Very good, Ryan. How about you? I think it's a great call. Uh, I originally was going to say uh, Lars Sullivan. No, I, um, <laughs> Tim, I think to your point, you can look at something like Sanity. 
and then see like uh, Eric Young was their leader and the WWE crowd not buying into Eric Young leading a faction like that. So I think you're absolutely right. We are sanity and uh, we stand together and everybody has an equal voice. I love that. Matt, how about you? Um, someone who just kind of made some waves in the wrestling world and that would be CM Punk. Mark, how about you? Same thing as Matt, uh, CM Punk, that would be, uh, that'd be perfect. Even though the Wade Barrett thing, I can see that probably happening more so than CM Punk, but I'll stick with Punk. Ant? I'm going to tie everything together from the hacker because the hacker was showing your truth. There's been a lot of glitches and stuff like that. He was sitting behind a board and whose symbol was it and who Twitter has gotten a little dark saying he's on main event again because he's not on Raw. And I keep saying his name, but I think he is going to be a top star. And that's Mustafa Ali. I'd like that. I think it'd be interesting to go, you know, a a uh, up and coming star route with it. But uh, I'll go Phil from Chicago. It's it's retribution for everything that he's been through. And, you know, he literally subtweets him every time. Right. Sure does. And then on, on um main event, he kind of worked a little heelish and he, it's just, it just seems like it would fit with the whole hacking and right. Cause the, we, we all kind of assumed that he was the hacker. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. He was, I mean, the symbol was, yeah, it was hand. right there. It was, like they were literally telling us that it, it was, was in there. the palm of your hands. <laughs> literally <laughs> speaking. Raw GM. We never know. That's yeah. <laughs> horn swaggle. Um, all right, we're, we'll move real quick here to the uh, the news and rumors, and then we'll uh, we'll get out of here. Uh, but earlier this week, um, it was reported that in addition to WrestleMania being held at SoFi Stadium, Friday Night SmackDown, NXT Takeover, Monday Night Raw during WrestleMania week scheduled to take place at the Staples Center, while access and the Hall of Fame ceremony would be at the Los Angeles Convention Center. Uh, potential scheduling conflict, music group Grupo Ferme uh, announced in August they'll be playing the Staples Center that week. The Staples Center website is selling tickets uh, for their shows Friday, March 26th, and Saturday, March 27th, which would conflict with SmackDown and TakeOver. Uh, WWE yet to uh, announce any changes to WrestleMania schedule. Um, no update to Wrestling Inc. or any other sites has been uh, has been released. Uh, WrestleMania, of course, scheduled to take place in Inglewood on March 28th, 2021. What, what's that group's name? Uh, the, way, the way I said it was Group A Ferme. I, I probably Who's pronounced. That? I have they no popular? freaking clue. Are they Ed Sheeran or Taylor Swift? Because if it's not them, then WWE's just going to get the hell out of the way. Like, <laughs> right. They, they're going to pay somebody like you're, off. If you're not a top pop star, you're moving over. Yeah. And and I think that the thing to this is, is something we kind of touched on um, a couple of times during the show is the next couple of months is going to dictate a lot of these things anyway because um if the pandemic situation doesn't get a lot better by the end of 2020 um California is probably not going to have people with crowds anyway so WWE has to be and is reportedly already looking for a plan B uh to WrestleMania which for me do the do the Tampa that never that never got to be anyway like you ended up having to go in the performance center, whether or not you can have 20%, 50%, whatever capacity at Raymond James Stadium. Just, you know, call a mulligan and do what you didn't get to do this year. When is the new Clippers Stadium supposed to be ready? I have no idea. 
is that like it's they don't they don't deserve next, one they just blew a three to one lead next year it's the 2022 i believe okay all right so then like do tampa this year and move to uh, go back to la in 2022 just do it on the east coast do it in philly or just do it in the east I'm, always in philly oh, yeah. always in new orleans just go to new orleans we'll go just go to new orleans grupo Ferme has uh 2.66 million subscribers on youtube for what it's Ooh. worth, the WWE has 66 million. Yeah. He's not playing. Sorry, yeah. buddy. Yeah. You could you could be you could play you could be our flow rider this year at WrestleMania. Yeah, Plus. yeah. Move, Taylor move. T Swift only has 39 million, so WWE far outbeating yeah. Taylor Swift on YouTube. Move Grupo Firma to the uh, the the forum and and get WWE uh, in Staples Center. Um, all right. Uh, speaking of the Thunderdome and crowds and things like that, um, the Amway contract, Amway Center contract for the Thunderdome expires at the end of October. Um, WWE is reportedly looking at uh, some outdoor venues in the southern part of the country to potentially uh, have Raw and SmackDown each week at outdoor stadiums with uh, limited crowds. Um, what are your guys' thoughts on this? For me, I, I, I've... I've enjoyed the Thunderdome, obviously, in comparison to, um, you know, the, the the PC the the PC Center. Um, you know, I've 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 gotten into the Thunderdome a few times. The experience is pretty cool. Uh, if you can kind of see where you are uh, on the TV spot, but um, it, maybe if you can kind of do some 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 mix of the two, because I get it. Like WWE. Just like every company in the world wants to get back to some form of normalcy and making money on tickets and all of that. So, like, that that's why they're looking at this. Um, the Thunderdome's been successful for what it is, um, but they're spending money and not making money. So, if they're going to spend money and go into venues, they want to be getting something back uh, from some form of ticket revenue. Um, I, you know, I think outdoor venues uh, for Raw or SmackDown could be kind of cool. I mean, it's it's... You know, it, it would obviously be be a different look. You know, even if you can only do it for for pay per views, like maybe do it. You know, the Thunderdome for Raw and SmackDown, and do your monthly pay per views in an outdoor venue and sell some tickets. Find some some meshing because I think fans, for the most part, when you don't have the the you know knuckleheads that do some of the stupid crap we've seen in the Thunderdome, but um, I think most people have received it pretty well. You can have a lot of fun. Go to the beach, bash at the beach, like. Go to the beach. Go, go. Just go to random places. Like, you know what I mean. Like, what, where, what else could be cool to see outside? Obviously, a beach is like the obvious answer. But Grand there's Canyon. some fuck it. Like, the, there you like, go. Cool, like, wrestle with the mountains behind. Right. Like, At Red Rocks. Red Rock Rumble. Like, there you go. Cool shit. Like, Tim's still mad that we didn't get somebody thrown off a boat during SummerSlam. <laughs> I still, I still think that they'll they'll re up with the Thunderdome because. As it looks, there's no vaccine coming. Yeah, it's, it's not getting happening. better anytime soon. So just, I would just keep paying them <laughs> because the Thunderdome is really cool. I must be in the minority. If they, the sooner they get rid of the Thunderdome, the better. It's too much. I don't like it. The canned, I just, there's nothing I like about watching TV in the Thunderdome. I would just rather see real people responding, even though they're performance center athletes. Real people responding to what's happening in the ring. Wow. Okay, Matt, Mark, any any thoughts? I, I'm a fan of the uh, the Thunderdome for what it's worth. I mean, it's uh, it's way better 
than having no fans at all, or even the Performance Center fans, that was a plus. But, yeah, I don't mind a Thunderdome. I mean, I'm okay if it goes away and we get back to having an actual live crowd there again. But for what it's worth in the, these unprecedented times, <laughs> I, I accept it. Yeah, I mean, if, if the options are zero fans or Thunderdome, then I'm going to choose the Thunderdome. Obviously, you know, live fans, actual fans is going to be preferred, but, you know, we don't know when that's going to be. Like, even you saying that there's concert tickets being sold, like, for WrestleMania weekend, like, that's it's not going to happen. Yeah. Like, even if they sold out, like, you're not having live concerts. Yeah, I mean, I've I've seen you know local theaters things like that start to announce you know like the the, the Bethlehem where we've seen NXT, um, you know they're announcing rescheduled dates in in March and April and May, and I'm going, okay, that's still probably not a thing that's gonna happen. I mean, I get like at some point you have to start rescheduling and revisiting the idea, like, um, but if you're being realistic, you're you we're probably looking you know, this time next year uh, to, as a more realistic uh, target. Uh, Tim, any thoughts or we move on to the final story? I'm very pro Thunderdome, um, but I just, I, whatever they decide, I'm sure they've thought about it for, they, they knew going in when the end date was. So they've had all this time to come up with a plan. And if their plan at the end of this all is just to go back to the PC, then shame on them. All right, and then the uh, the final story I have here, and I and I save this one for last for you, Tim. Uh, during an interview with uh, BT Sport, Jeff Hardy uh, said that no more words will be back when uh, there are fans. If there's any more reason to put on your fucking masks and be smart for the next couple months, this uh, song, this there this is, should put do it. it. Uh, he said, uh, "No more words when we get to do uh, in front of a crowd again." That was part of me re-signing. I was like, if we get in front of people again, I'd like to use it because I know everybody wants it. Uh, he also, uh, in the interview, uh, talked about his desire to bring back Willow, uh, his alter ego from Impact, to have a feud with Bray nope. Wyatt. Nope. Uh, he said, Willow is my go-to wrestling persona. Um, so dream of mine would be like to do that before he was done. Bring Willow to the WWE Universe uh, and feud with uh, The Fiend. So you guys, if any of you guys been on TikTok and seen that that video type of where it's like they show one thing and it's like nope, and the other one's like yup, <laughs> nope is Willow and yep, yep is no more words. What yeah. the like, hell is even that? You don't get the like no hard pass on Willow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the, the Willow thing really missed me, uh, big time. It missed me in ROH. It <laughs> missed me in Impact. Yep, yep. It's going to miss me in WWE. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you tie Change it with the paint. Fiend. Do something. Yeah, if you tie it with the Fiend, maybe I can be mildly interested nope. because it's the Fiend, but I'm I'm nope. here for no look more words. Look at the Fiend and then look at Willow. <laughs> it's just like, well, that, yeah. okay. Willow that, looks like a Willow's mask is like a starfish. Yeah, it, it looks like he is going to Mardi Gras. <laughs> Who the hell is this? Um, yeah, it's give me no more words though. Like let's let's get Definitely. back let's get back to having people and let's get back to like cool entrance themes and like maybe like maybe by then Keith Lee will get new entrance music, right, Ryan? You know what? It can't be worse than the shit he has now. <laughs> All right. Uh, does anybody have anything uh, they want to add? Otherwise, we'll get out of here. 
All right, let's uh, let's go around the room here. Tim, plug anything you want to plug? Be sure to hit me up at not the tool man across all platforms: Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat. If you uh-huh. care. Uh, tomorrow, I'm going back to streaming. Twitch.tv forward slash not the tool man. Uh, I have a date and many more with Super Mario 64 for the Nintendo Switch. Uh, I'm just gonna be a degenerate like I was in 1996. Except this time, I'm 33 years old. And I'm going to do it again. And my reaction speed's not the same, but my passion is. And I'm ready. So, yeah. And uh, if you like wrestling podcasts, like them a little more retro, Final Wrestling Place, me and my best friend Marcus, we talk about uh, the the history of wrestling. And uh, we take things and we put them in either the good place or the bad place. Season 12 ends uh, this week, we are putting head to head in our cinematic matches conclusion Jerry the King Lawler versus Terry Funk in an empty arena match against Halftime Heat. Not the one with the Velveteen Dream, uh, the one with Good the choice. Rock and Mankind. Good choice. So, an empty arena final. Uh, one match goes in the good place, escorted in by Kevin Nash. And one goes to the bad place, escorted in by the Harris brothers, because they are the worst. <laughs> that's, the, that's the truth. Uh, Ryan, anything to plug? No, just watch chronic matches. <laughs> uh, Matt, how about you? Oh, man, how about have chronic matches? <laughs> so, um, <laughs> I dabble in wrestling documentaries outside of what is on the network um there are a few that i would recommend to our viewers one is this poster you see behind me resurrection of jake the snake very good the other i just checked out this week it is you cannot kill david arquette very very good stuff check that out gives you a little glimpse inside his wcw thing inside his indie run his death match with nick fucking gage um like all good stuff um you know indie wrestling documentaries as well as pro wrestling documentaries a little dark a little tough to watch so you know not for the faint of heart but still a a very interesting watch especially if you want to get to that pro wrestling side see kind of the the death of wcw all the good stuff um is included in that film so definitely check that out check out our instagram page this week we are featuring Melanie gomez uh, we are starting Hispanic Heritage Month, um, LWO for life. So um, make sure you're following us on there. Other than that, you know, stay tuned to Three Count Thursday. We might have done a project recently with a company. Maybe we didn't. Ooh, I like the cliffhanger. Intern Mark, got anything to plug? I do. I want to. Uh, I want to give a happy birthday shout out if I may. To uh, Kirby, the magnificent fluffy dog, will be turning 13 tomorrow. No kidding. What a a magnificent creature. He he is magnificent. He's covered in fur, and he's a good boy. So he'll be 13 tomorrow. 13. Exciting. And uh, 13, he's catching up to Skip. Wow, that's awesome. Let me think what else. Um, This this Saturday at Roots Country Market, it's their Saturday. From uh, 8 to 3, you can stop by at Roots Market. It doesn't have to be a Tuesday to Saturday. You can go down there and find some great stuff at the flea market. It's always a good time. 
Um, Hodecker's celery will not be there, unfortunately. Oh, oh then what's the point? Um, can you at least get a Rob I, Yeah, there are only two days. Is Rob Subs going to be open? The Rob's is not there either. Oh! Yeah, no, why bother? No, you know what? No, Mark, I'm, I'm cutting you off, Mark. Don't go to the will, flea market. Will anybody, uh, will anybody be sorry, peddling Paul you know what? There's a good chance there'll be a peddler of pawpaws, and today is National Pawpaw Day. Of course it is. And uh, practically everybody I talked to didn't know what a pawpaw was and never had one. So if you haven't, go out and get them. They're uh, in season right now. I have also They're, never uh, had a pawpaw. Kind of... Yeah. Never. Yeah, never so did. Kind of you, Mark, you should have got us some and delivered them to all of us. I, I, I want Mark to deliver us pawpaw-flavored whoopie pies at some point in the next year. <laughs> there you go. And we- would be perfect that would be perfect i'll see what i could do all right and then uh our guest tonight of course ant from the rant foundation Ant, let everybody know uh where they can find you and subscribe to you and all that kind of stuff yeah first uh thanks guys for having me it was really awesome chatting with y'all it was a really good time keep up the good work um i enjoy your show so just keep keep doing what you're doing keep being positive um you can find me at game of ant on my personal twitter at Rant Foundation across all platforms. Our show drops every Tuesday. Patreon.com backslash the Rant Foundation. We are the show that keeps wrestling real. So join the foundation. All right. Yeah. Make sure you subscribe to them. Uh, you know, there's there's not a lot of us out in the wrestling podcast world that actually enjoys wrestling uh, and, and can find some good in it. So uh, make sure you check them out. Definitely. Um, and, and thanks again, Ant, for joining us. Uh, make sure... Um, you just go to threecountthursday.com, all of our social media, our YouTube, subscribe to us, uh, share it. You can go, you can find our merchandise, you can find our Patreon page and all of that. Um, but all of it, all of it, all of it, threecountthursday.com. Of course, our home network is uh, ngscsports.com, and we're glad to be a part of uh, NGSC Sports. But until next week, everybody, stay safe, stay smart, and go for the pin.